What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class. And this is a pretty different episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so we just got done recording this about three hour long adventure. <laughs> um, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are going to be running the, well, Allie is going to be running The Blood Hunter. Yes. Written by Anthony Joyce and with the help of a bunch of people. And it's up right now on DMs Guild. Uh, I am playing a Blood Hunter. And we are going to go through this adventure, and it's going to be freaking awesome, man. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> um, and so uh, we're afterwards, we're going to have our champion's loot, and we're going to discuss our thoughts about everything. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a little announcement at the end. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode because we had a shitload of fun recording oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so enjoy. <laughs> You are a blood hunter, feared by even the most vile monstrosities throughout Faerun. Commoners shut their windows and lock their doors as you approach, and small children cry at the sight of your unnatural demeanor, such as the burden of life as a blood hunter. Who are you? Tenna of the Black River uh, is about average height. Um, it's probably about, you know, five, seven, five, nine, somewhere between there. Mm -hmm. uh, she has olive colored skin and dark hair that she kept tied back behind her. Um, she has scale mail uh, armor, which is mostly dark colors, a little bit of white in there just underneath. Uh, at her side is a rapier made of uh, silver, gold, and white metal that kind of spirals around, where, uh, around the hilt uh, and kind of like stringing. Uh, like little needle things yeah. coming to a point. Uh, its name is Lumina. Nice. Um, and she has a medallion around her neck that she usually keeps out and is pretty prominent against the the dark color of her of her mail. Uh, it is uh, on it. It has the symbol of a river going towards a horizon, and above it, um, in an arc, is the sun, the moon, and a star. Uh, and the river is made out of black obsidian. Oh, I like that. So, for context, yesterday, you accepted a hundred gold contract from Weston Harbin, the townmaster of Fandolin, a small mining town just southeast of Neverwinter. The contract is simple. Hut down the werewolf that slaughtered two teenagers during the last full moon and return to Fandolin with the werewolf's head. And today, over the past day, You've tracked down the werewolf and now stand where its tracks end, in front of a small rustic cottage. And as the sun begins to set, the sky turns blood red, and a full moon slowly takes its place in the heavens. You understand that time is of the essence. Um, so these tracks are like wolf human for like humanoid form, right? Yeah, you've been tracking them. You kind of notice that they've been slightly dragging themselves. Uh, it seems like as if they're almost getting there against their will, you feel. Um, but definitely they've transformed back to human by the time it got to the hut. Okay. I, uh, I'd like to do a perception check to hear what's going on inside. Certainly. Give me a D20. And that's a nat 20 for the first roll. There's a good start. <laughs> okay. Um, so with everything there, that's a 23. Yeah. Um, coming from inside the hut, you kind of hear some slight humming. Um, and also some slight mumbling. It's only one person, though. It doesn't sound like they're talking to each other. Um, almost sounds like as if they're chittering to themselves. Okay. Um, Tenna has Lumina drawn, mm -hmm. um, and she is just going to walk up to the door okay. and open it. All right. 
So, inside, uh, as soon as you, you're, you're going to be quiet at all? No. No? Okay. Uh, she, she is just walking in. All right. She, uh, she, like, there's ground crunching under her feet. She's mm-hmm. fine with that. Okay. Um, as soon as you put your hand on the door and gently push it open, um, their hand on Lumina, of course, uh, you see a old woman inside. She has long white hair. Um, she looks pretty elderly as well. Uh, you kind of pin her to be mid-70s. Um, her back is to you right now. You noticed as soon as you opened the door, the humming stopped. She obviously knows as you're here. Mm-hmm. She slightly turns her head to the side just enough to get a good look at you. Um, so you can see her profile. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks like a regular human. As she turns and looks at you, looks you in the eyes first, then down at your drawn weapon, back up to you. You can see she kind of tenses up, turns back over into this to the pot that she's stirring. And she says quietly, I take it you're here for me. Uh, Tenna lets, uh, you know, beat pass. And uh, she says, are you the monster? She, at this point, stops stirring entirely. The, she picks up the spoon and almost dramatically falls to her knees. And the spoon clatters to the ground. Uh, whatever she was stirring bright red across the floor and you see her shoulders start to shake a little bit and you've seen it before this woman is crying mm-hmm. and she quietly says i didn't want to um tenna is going to use her uh blood curse mm, wonderful uh pretty much immediately uh i need you to make a strength saving throw so for the listeners Ooh. Uh, this is the Blood Curse of Binding. You attempt to bind a creature you can see within 30 feet of you uh, that is no more than one size larger than you. Uh, they must succeed a strength saving throw or uh, have their speed reduced to zero, and they can't use reactions. Wonderful. So she's going to roll, and she got 16. Uh, yeah, that that, uh, <laughs> that beats it. <laughs> All right. Um, as soon as she feels that wash over her, her, hand, her head was in her hands. Mm-hmm. As soon as she feels that, her neck just, she just snaps up and she looks at you. And she immediately starts to just snarl at you. And her mouth starts transforming. And she herself starts getting larger. And we're going to roll initiative. All right. Yeah, this is normally where one of my characters, when my other characters would have a whippy quip. But uh, Tenna's not that way. <laughs> okay. So I got, oh boy. Um, that is, okay. I took alert. So that's good. That's, uh, that's going to be a 15. Nice. Okay, so she only got a 13, so you're actually going to go first. Okay, so um, as a bonus action, mm-hmm. Tenna is going to use her blood right. Oh, cool. Uh, so she draws up Lumina, and as she does, she pulls a hand uh, over the blade, and it cuts into her, but that blood that smears across the blade lights on fire. Ooh. And uh, so I need to take some damage. Take five points of damage. All right. Uh, let me just do that Hefty on... slice. Yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> apply changes. There we go. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's going to move up and attack. All right. All right. I'm rolling the player way, not my DM way. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. a nat freaking 20. <laughs> um, so um, are we doing the uh, our, our usual rules? Yeah. So um, just to clarify, I like to do... 
natural 20s in a different way because sometimes if you roll a one on that damage and then you roll another one, it just doesn't feel good. So instead, I like to do max damage you could do, including the modifier, and then re-roll your dice on top of that. Okay, so let's see. That is uh, plus four, twelve, six. So that is... Uh, I just had it, and then... Oh, 18. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. 18. <laughs> um, all right, and I'm going to roll that. And then... Okay, so because I tried to use my blood curse on her, mm-hmm. uh, I'm uh, Tenna is the uh, Order of the Profane Soul, so she oh. got to take a Warlock patron. Very cool. And I picked Hexblade. Okay. So um, whenever I use... Let's see. Let me get the exact wording. Um, whenever you target a creature with your blood curse, your next attack against uh, the cursed creature deals an additional three damage. Ooh. So with that, my base damage... Um, oh, also the blade's magical now because yeah. of the, the right. Uh, that's 27 damage. All right. Okay. So you... Bring Lumina across your hand. Blood almost seems to be splatters on her face as she's snarling full face at you. And you, she takes a slight claw to come at you and you duck under it and get underneath her arm right into the side and the ribs and you feel it go fully in. And as the fire hits against her skin, you see it spread almost and you pull it back out and this arc of blood just splatters across the entire cabin as she slumps and falls over dead. Nice net 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tenna is just going to like kind of check her work for a moment, ignore mm-hmm. the pot, and uh, she's going to whip Lumina and kind of get the blood off of it, mm-hmm. it and mine. Uh, and she's going to uh, put it back into the sheath. And as soon as her hand leaves the hilt, the fires go out. Um, and um, I'm going to try and get some ingredients off of it. Perfect. Okay. So there's actually this really neat thing that's part of the supplement. Um, there's brand new concoction formulas mm-hmm. that's kind of made specifically for this um, supplement itself. But there's also a fun way for you to harvest them. Honestly, this is such a cool thing that I'll bring it into any game with the oh, Blood Hunter. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. If, I, if, if anyone in my game plays a Blood Hunter, this is going in. Yeah. Um, so pretty much I need you to do a nature check for me. And then I have the C- the DC. Okay. So that is, um, 16. Oh yeah. You definitely get it. So you bring out your alchemist kit from your bag and you're spending a, a little bit of time. Oh, go ahead and roll a D6. Oh it's yeah. Yeah. Minutes. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, one minute. Yeah. Okay. So you spend just a minute. You understand that time is of the essence. Um, <laughs> essence. As <laughs> this is what it's like playing with me. Um, as you pull out one of your vials and you capture from the wound that you created um, the pure essence of this werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so-, so from that, like looking at the thing, mm-hmm. I get. Uh, the concoctions are keen senses and lycanthropy antidotes. So that's the two things that I can make from it. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and then after uh, Tenna's done with that, she is going to draw Lumen again and just swipe this thing's head right off. Oh, perfect. And just, you know, kind of... Attach it? Yeah, attach it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Using a little bit of rope that you have, you uh, manage to secure it onto your, your belt without it, you know, getting all over you. I like it. Um, 
Well, I'll say that you also find a little bit of sheet in this cottage as well that you can kind of wrap it in. So oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's got this werewolf shape and it's just like, it looks like a paper mache bloody thing. Well, fun fact, it actually reverted back to the human form when she died. Oh, that's nasty. Now I just got an old woman's head. Yes, you do. Mm, that's great. So in this cottage, uh, you notice now that the intense fight is over yeah the, and the mandalorian <laughs> theme has been playing afterwards um it's a single room cottage um you notice inside it has a bed obviously the stove that you're next to and three desks as well along with a table um on the three desks you can kind of look around you notice one has a sword uh one has manacles and some tools and one has uh, a few aged books upon it um i'm going to ignore the sword um yeah. And From I want just a glance, you can tell it's an it's an old sword. It's nothing fancy. Uh, I want to check out those manacles. Yeah, um, go ahead and give me a nature check once you get a little closer to it. Ooh, that's that's not very good. Um, that is eleven. Okay, um, you do notice, especially from your experience, at least that they are silvered. Um, these manacles are. Um, there also are clumps of hair stuck in them, but you're not sure of what kind. Um, Ten is gonna look at these. You know, when she figures out what it is and what's on them, she makes a face and decides to take them with her. She puts them on her belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she is very interested why this woman had these. Right. A couple of thoughts run through her head, but she doesn't have enough to go on anything. Um, And then the last desk, if you wanted to look through it, is some old books. Yeah. Let's uh, what what am I looking at for that? Uh, You just go up to the desk. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I was looking for a roll, but I got okay. um, And you notice that there's a few books that actually the on the spine they mention that they're, um, let's see, they're they're medical texts, um, specifically on lycanthropy curse cures and curses. Mm. Um, go ahead and give me a history check. This is where uh, okay. twenty roll comes in. Oh, got to look at that thing on the thing. That is a 15. All right. Um, Because of your history and your background, you understand that there are two kinds of lycanthropes when it comes to whatever flavor lycanthrope it is. Mm -hmm. There's the ones born with it, and then there's the ones cursed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, The cursed ones are the ones that are either bitten or like a spell was put on them or what have you. And then there's the ones that are born as a lycanthrope. One can be cured, one cannot. You already know what's inside these textbooks, if they're correct. Mm-hmm. The ones that are born with it cannot be cured. Okay. Um, would I be able to tell from the way she changed or anything if it was one or the other? Um, not particularly, but do you want to kind of like thumb through the books, see if there's anything about them? Um, sure. Yeah. So you kind of thumb through it and you notice one of them actually is really old, like too old as in it's not updated it's actually spewing a lot of wrong information yeah um and you open the next one which is actually all about lycanthropy curses and as soon as you open the book you notice the entire book has been hollowed out and inside is a small little compartment and inside of that is a little vial a vial Mm -hmm. is there liquid in it there certainly is it's a slightly bright red um why don't you go ahead and give me a nature check Ooh, it's a five. Okay, you're not sure exactly what this does. Um, 
But whatever it was, she was hiding it and she was hoarding it. So it must be value of some sort. I'll take it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, writing this down real quick. Vial of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I got those manacles. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Is there anything else of interest that I could see in here? Um. You see. Uh, one corner of her mattress seems to be a little lifted up than the rest of it. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Okay, cool. Um, you lift it up and you see there's a small coin purse. Um, it, it jingles around when you when you pick it up. Um, I can tell that it's coin. Yeah, you look in and it looks like 10 gold is in there. Cool, I'm just going to pocket that. Perfect. All right. But other than that, it looks like nothing else is really in here. Um, in that case, um, so I've got the, the head, the yeah. old lady on me. Uh, um, wrapped up, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm just going to head back out to Phandalin. All right. But, well, let's see. The travel to the outskirts of Phandalin is uneventful. This one quiet mining town, uh, oh gosh, I can't read today. <laughs> the travel to the outskirts of Phandalin is uneventful. This once quiet mining town nestled within the foothills of the Sword Mountains is bustling with activity. The recent discovery of the legendary Lost Mine of Fendelver attracts many adventurers seeking wealth and riches. Um, you already know that you need to seek out Harbin Wester uh, in order to claim the Bloodhunter contract reward. You also know he resides in the Townmaster's Hall in the center of town. You gathered that from the original contract mm. itself. Yeah. Um, you also have an understanding that locals despise Bloodhunters. Um, so with that knowledge, you're just going to head straight into town? Oh, yeah. If I know where this person is i'm just walking straight towards the right to where they are yeah um as you're moving forward getting closer into town uh, you're noticing that yeah children are sticking their tongues out at you and you're seeing people kind of taking a wide berth around you as you're walking straight um but as you're getting even closer to town some people are getting a little more bold knowing that they're in the safety of it and you wouldn't just you know randomly kill people um they start like muttering curses uh under their breath, that's quoted. Uh, definitely loud enough for you to hear. Um, and But they really have no care if you hear it or not. Um, Tenna does not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like how they don't care if she hears, she doesn't care that they're saying it. Oh, yeah. um, and she's just going to keep walking dead ahead. Um, as you're walking in, you're finally inside Fandolin. You actually notice a small crowd that's gathered around a flamboyantly dressed young halfling. He's singing a tale of a valiant adventurers uh, fighting a notorious bugbear named Clark. <laughs> uh, four muscular men, however, they seem to be wearing tattered crimson cloaks. Uh, they interrupt the halfling's tale. One of the men shouts at the halfling, Back so soon, Olas! Didn't learn your lesson, eh? Maybe this time a little scar on that pretty face will teach you. The man brandishes a short sword and starts rushing towards the halfling. Um, so I'm, I'm imagining that like I'm seeing this just as I'm getting into that area. Yeah. You you kind of were like walking and uh, the large crowd kind of piqued your interest. That's a little out of the ordinary for a town. Um, I'm going to keep walking or Ten is going to keep walking straight ahead and just kind of watching what's going to, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing through the throng of people. Um, this little halfling, he's actually holding up on his own. Uh, he seems to be dancing around and still playing his instrument. And uh, kind of as he's singing, you're noticing these 
men, these ruffians, seem to have a really hard time hitting him. Uh, whenever he spouts off a curse at them, they seem to almost stagger and lose their footing and they can't hit him for the life of them. Um, and as he's kind of dancing around, finally one of them manages to grapple onto him from behind and restrain him in place. And the one who originally spoke up, he brandishes a knife and he starts going into him. Uh, looks like he's going to keep on his promise that he said earlier. Um, that guy feels a tap on his shoulder. Um, quickly, he looks back at you, um, gives you a quick once over and then says, fuck off. This is our problem. And what problem does it seem this halfling is giving you? He's talking a big game. It's not your business. Get out of here. As he starts to kind of looks, he seems to be pressing forward. Olo's kind of interjects. He's like, I wouldn't quite uh, ignore the woman, if you will. As uh, he kind of gives you a quick like glance, uh, eyes a little bit pleading. As he says, she's mighty strong. I wouldn't, uh, you know, put it past her to definitely do something about this. As he seems kind of like, looks a little panicked. (laughs) The guy kind of like shrugs around and he says, shut the fuck up, Olos, as he pulls back a fist. Looks like about he's about to punch him. Um, Tenna's going to go to grab his arm. All right. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, That was a 12? That Okay, cool. So he only got a 10. Okay, okay, good. So (laughs) you... He, he, he stopped immediately with his follow-up as he, he pulled back the wind-up of the punch and you grabbed onto his arm. Um, and he looks back up at you. And he kind of says, he's giving you threatening eyes. And mm-hmm. he says, what the fuck are you doing? As uh, he looks like he's about to turn around. Um, so I should not punch him because I'm not a punching <laughs> blood hunter. Um, oh, but I did say that I had spells. Yes. So, um, Tenna is going to let him uh, turn around, mm-hmm. and she's going to draw a sign in front of his face, and she's going to cast Charm Person. Ooh. And what do I got to do? Is it a wisdom save? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he got a natural one. Oh, he good. failed so hard. Um. um you mutter the incantation directly in front of his face, uh, his back to the rest of his men. As uh, his face slacks and you see this change and the people behind you see this change. You start to hearing murmurs behind you and a few people whispering about it. But the man who's currently holding Olos kind of says, Oi, Roger, what's going on? Um, I look at Roger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ten is going to look at Roger and uh, say, why don't you and your friends go home and rethink their lives? He kind of considers it for a moment brings his hand up and kind of wipes his eyes for a second. He se- he seems almost a little confused about it, but he nods and he says, Ugh, she's not worth our time. Oi, lads, let's go. And he kind of, the one holding Olos kind of throws him forward in a way of like, ah, I'm still one this, you know? <laughs> and um, he seems to be like looking confused at his friend Roger, apparently. Um, and they're kind of like mumbling at each other. Like, are you, we're just going to leave him? And, and Olos kind of like, Picks himself up, brushes himself off, and says, just, yeah, you just keep going. And he looks over at you and mouths, thank you. And, and uh, <laughs> Tenno looks back at him and goes, shut up. As they leave, you immediately hear the crowd around you. 
uh, they start to kind of almost turn. Instead of those murmurs, they start going into slight boos. People uh, cursing you once again for who you are. Olos immediately steps in. And he says, hey, now, folks, you listened to me before, you listen to me again. This wonderful woman just came and saved not just me, but your own faint hearts. And he goes into a, a, a tale of how you managed to save the day and how lucky the town is that Tenna was here to save them from these ruffians. <laughs> and the crowd kind of listens because they listened to him before and they disperse without giving you much trouble, which is nice compared to how it used to be. Um, Tenna watches the guys in the, the red walk away and then the rest of the crowd disperse. And she looks down at the halfling and gives him a nod and says, thanks. Olos looks up to you, shoves a hand directly up to you in a handshake, and he says, Olos Big Bottom, pleasure to meet you. She takes his hand, and there's a bit of blood that <laughs> is now on his, and she says, Tenna of the Black River. Oh, fancy meeting you, and a pleasure as well. Uh, if I may ask, uh, do you have plans this evening? <laughs> she uh, kind of uh, gestures with her hip with the bloody head that's in the sheet on it he kind of <laughs> leans around you gives a face of like oh, all right nicely done and he looks back at you he nods of approval <laughs> uh she uh she says i'm taking this in to get the coin for it and that's about it find my own way after that oh i have to ask blood hunters seem to have the most interesting adventures would you be against me joining you on the next one? I'm not useless. Um, I I have been on a few adventures myself. Uh, he kind of sounds a little proud as uh, his, his surname does, you notice, is true. He does have a rather large bottom. <laughs> as it kind of, he, he, he bounces it back and forth and a little emphasizing his words. Um, but he says... Uh, I, I can I can do many things for you. I, I I promise I can record and I'll sing all of your heroic deeds throughout all of Faerun. I mean, it's what I want. And of course, you want Bloodhunters to have a good name as well, I'm sure. If not all of them, at least you. And I mean, you know, it's it's I won't get in your way or anything. She stays silent for a little bit, obviously going over this. And he notices you're pausing and he brings a finger up and he says... And I promise I won't take any of your monies. <laughs> Whatever you earn is yours. I can make my own way. <laughs> he seems to be a little desperate. <laughs> um, Tenna, like, kind of it, it, internally, she gets a kick out of this guy. Mm -hmm. She's not showing that. Um, but um, she makes face and looks back at the halfling and says... You can come along under one condition. Certainly. When you refer to me, it is just Tenna. Tenna? I can do that, Tenna. No problem. Only Tenna, the mighty blood hunter. Certainly. <laughs> can do. He's smiling largely. He's very happy that you've agreed. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she says, well, we're going this way. Perfect. <laughs> She's just going to start walking mm -hmm. in that direction towards wherever the guy is. Yeah, the, the town master's hall. Um, 
you, you've kind of got an idea of where it would be. It's probably in the center, as most towns usually have those there. If not, it's a, the biggest building. But here, it happens to be in the center. And once you get there, you notice that a door is posted on the town master's door itself. It reads, To speak with me, Harbin Wester, the illustrious town master of Phandalin, simply knock on the door twice, then three times, then twice again. Make sure the last knock is loudest. This way I know you are not an orc, a knoll, or worse yet, a troll. The note bears a town seal and the same signature on the Bloodhunter contract that you have in your possession. Oh my god. <laughs> Olo seems to be regarding the note, uh, stroking his chin, and he says, hmm, that sounds like Harbin. Um, Tenna's gonna try the door first. <laughs> um, it's locked. Okay. Uh, as, she, you, as soon as you try the door, you hear some rustling inside. She rolls her eyes and she does the knocks in the <laughs> manner in which they are asked to be done. Um, as soon as you finish the knock, um, you hear, hold on a minute, as uh, he, you hear suddenly just crashing and just movement and everything. <laughs> and it's like, there's just papers scuttling onto the floor. And then you hear something slam into the door. And then you hear, like, five knocks, locks being unlocked behind the door. And then the door opens up about three inches as there's a small chain separating between the door and the, the frame itself. There's about two inches of a man's face in the door frame saying, Hello? Who is it? Tenna takes the head off her belt and just holds it up to the door frame and uh. goes, You wanted a werewolf? Oh, 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 this is uh, th the blood hunter, huh? As uh, he slightly opens it a little bit further and uh, he kind of looks you up and down. Uh, this is a rotund man. Uh, he seems to be wearing a small hat that is slightly askew. And he himself looks just the, the very definition of askew. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, he says, yes, uh, I take it that's the, uh, that's, the uh, mm, that's the werewolf head. Yes. Wonderful. Um, as agreed upon. Um, pardon me. Hang on for a moment. As he closes the door again, kind of slightly slams it, and you're hearing that last final lock being unlocked. Mm -hmm. And then you're hearing him ruffle through some more papers in the background and just, like, moving some things. And then he comes back, and he opens the door just a little bit wider to where you can kind of get now just uh, his full face and just about, like, five inches of him entirely. And he's kind of blocking the way to get inside. Definitely not opening the door for you at all. And he holds out an entire bag that seems to be filled with plenty of coin. He says, as promised, the hundred gold. I'm sure uh, you can trust my word on that. You don't need to count it or anything like that. Here you are. Um, Tenna, like, holds out a hand just a little bit away from the bag and then ha holds out the head in the other hand. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't need that. Uh, well, you can keep that if you want. I'm sure you have uses for it, right? <laughs> she, uh, he drops the gold in your hand. <laughs> she will take it. And uh, he says, wonderful. And he slams the door shut. Tenna lets out a sigh, drops the head on the front, on the door, <laughs> and just uh, opens the bag and does start counting it. Mm -hmm. um, you're hearing kind of shuffling in the room, in the Townmaster Hall. And after you just finished, you're like 98, 99. Okay, there is 100 in here. Nice. You're hearing a lot of shuffling coming back. And he's like, oh, hold on. Hold on. As you hear that, as he opens the door once again, he says, sorry, foolish me. I nearly forgot. A fellow came by asking about you. 
said he'd be waiting for you in Stonehill Inn's Fendelver Suite. Uh, the lad must be rich. Anyway, he paid me well to pass along the message, so my end of the bargain is complete. Ha! As he again slams the door, and you hear him kind of crash through the room again to get to wherever he's hiding. Olo's kind of takes a beat, and he says, he must be rich if he has the Fendelver Suite. Sure, whatever that means. Um... Well, if it's more work, it's more work. Let's go see what he has to say. Brilliant. As uh, he quietly accompanies you uh, towards the inn. Uh, he, he gestures where it should be, not really being like obtuse about it. So mm-hmm. you guys find exactly where you need to go. Okay. Um, eventually, you find the inn itself. Let's see. It's the Stonehall, Stonehill Inn. Uh, there's a small sign protruding out from it uh, showing a uh, gray-colored hill um, and a small little picturesque, like, clip art version of a house <laughs> in the center of it. Um, you could only assume this is it, especially since you've been pointed the way. Yeah. The lively inn, though, turns deathly silent as the eyes of a dozen patrons fix their gaze upon you as soon as you enter. A patron stumbles into you, dropping their cup of ale. However, in an instant, the inn is still. Nothing moves. The falling cup of ale is gracefully suspended in the air. On time, exactly as planned. Follow me upstairs. The voice is deep and stern, coming from directly behind you. So I just entered and there's a voice behind me? Yeah. Oh, so okay. you entered, a patron stumbled into you. Yeah. And the ale was falling. And all of a sudden, it almost seems like as if time stopped. Okay. And a voice you heard behind you told you to follow him upstairs. Um, Tenna's going to turn and check out this person. What, what, do, what do they... They look like he's taller than you. Uh, he kind of regards you for a second, one eyebrow up as uh, he nods at you and he- turns. He himself, uh, he's bald. Uh, he has a manicured black goatee and you can only describe it as a penetrating stare. Uh, he has exquisite sapphire blue robes. Uh, human? Yeah. Okay. Human. Um. You can tell. Time and space is currently suspended, and it's probably thanks to this man. So wait, everyone in there is stopped? Except for you, Olos, and the man. Okay. Um. He kind of regards you with that one eyebrow up, turns, and goes upstairs, only assuming that you would follow. I, uh, so Tenna looks at, um, what, what's the, what's the little halfling's name? Olos. Olos. I'm going to write that down because I, for some reason, cannot remember it. <laughs> I don't have a pen anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, she's going to, uh, look down at Olos and just give a shrug and goes, well, that's a neat trick. Uh, very. <laughs> and she will follow him up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, He's at the top of the stairs, and Olos kind of says, there it is, the suite right ahead, as he kind of mumbles it to you. Okay. And you see this, you can only assume mage, kind of bring his hand over the doorway itself. And he says, welcome in, as he opens the door. Uh, She will go in. As soon as you step inside, the inside of the Fandelver suite erupts into a massive banquet hall full of graceful dancing servants. Exotic foods and drinks immaculately adorn the massive 200-foot dining table in the center of this hall. 
you recognize this is a spell. Yeah. <laughs> this could not physically fit in the top stairs of this inn. Oh, okay. So perhaps this man casts some sort of interdimensional spell of sorts to get you into his space. Um, he gestures to sit at and eat at one of the end of the tables. And he himself sits at the opposite end. Not 200 feet away, mm -hmm. but just on the opposite. And you notice as soon as you sit down, the table magically appears to shrink just to fit the three of you. Hmm. She doesn't say anything to that. She just looks at this person. He kind of taps his fingers on the table and he says, I have brought you here. Well, sorry. I've come here seeking you out, Bloodhunter. As fate has it, you play a role in maintaining the balance on this plane of existence. Well, that's certainly a lot to take in. He nods once and he says, I understand it's the first time you are put in this situation. It's a little harrowing. I am Mordekainen, keeper of the balance, leader of the Circle of Eight. It means nothing to me if you have heard of me or not. However, just understand that the balance need to be kept. Can I make a check to see if um, she knows who Mordekainen sure. is? Sure, go ahead and give me a... We're going to do two of them just in case. So actually, your choice. What would you rather do, a history or arcana check? Um, arcana. Okay, go for it. Mm, that's not very really good. That's a 12. Okay. Actually, you recognize things kind of snap into head. You're like, you know what this spell is. It's Mordecai's Magnificent Mansion. Oh, <laughs> so I recognize the spell and then thus the name. As soon as he said the name, you're like, oh, you're the guy that the spells are named after. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably because they're his spells. Oh, mm -hmm. so it's kind of snapping into place about how big this guy can be. Okay. Um, she's going to internally process that exactly how you said it, except, you know, inside. Um, and she makes a, a face like almost like investigating. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, what could I possibly have to get to do for you? You're doing this. You did the time stop out there. What, what can I do? gives a heavy sigh. <laughs> he says, I have seen the future an infinite number of times and loath to me. It is you who maintains the balance in this particular instant on this particular plane. And unfortunately, and he looks down at the small halfling. He says, you also require the help of Olos. For that, you have my sympathies. <laughs> That's good. I like that. He says, now... When you are ready, I shall teleport you both to the Swamp of Gilgar. It's near the legendary lost mine of Vandelver, where you must confront a green hag named Mercy. <laughs> that gets a chuckle out of her, and she says, Mercy. Hmm. Yes. She has a drow infant capable of permanently upsetting the balance. You must recover the infant. You will know what to do with it. Fate has decided, and that is all I can tell you about that. So, you'll teleport me there. Mm -hmm. I'll deal with a hag. Mm -hmm. And I get the child. Yes. 
what do I do with the child? Well, that has to be your decision. Every time I tell you who this child is, what to do with them, balance is not restored. Every time I don't give you that information, there's a chance. So. She chuckles and says, and how many times after you tell me that do I just get up and leave? He shrugs. He says, about 15. Hmm. They seem smart. But luckily for you, this one is curious. Perfect. Well, lucky for you, I have gifts. To ensure you carry out your fate, as it has been foreseen. Potions of greater healing. Uh, this magical weapon. It's called resplendence. And he holds out another rapier. Um, this one, you notice, is actually silver. Mm -hmm. um, he calls it magical, however. So you're curious about it's silver and magical? And it has a iron hilt that has silver inlaid into it. Uh, you're noticing magical runes into the hilt that's uh, spread throughout. And as he pulls it out from his robes, uh, it glimmers intensely in the light. And when he presents to you flat in his hand, it seems to almost dull itself. So it's depending on if you want it to be seen or not. It seems to almost catch the eye or remain hidden. Hmm. And also, and he digs almost in a pocket in his robe and he pulls out a small ring, a ring of protection. Wow. Okay. Um, so just, you know, going game wise here for mm -hmm. a second. They, uh, he gave me how many potions? Right. You have two potions of greater healing. Wow. A plus one weapon. Okay. And a ring of protection. The plus one weapon has a flavor of you can decide if it shines in the light or not. Okay. Free action, honestly. <laughs> um, okay, so I got the greater healing and then a plus one weapon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two of those potions. And then the ring of protection. Yes. Okay. Let me just get... Okay, ring of protection. Hey, look, I added that. Okay. Um, and then the plus one rapier. Cool. Okay. Um, once you've kind of held everything and he hands you the uh, scabbard for the rapier itself, he says, now, if you're ready, I can teleport you. Um, she's going to take a moment and stand up and she's actually going to readjust this. <laughs> it's funny. I, I was really trying to not make like Geralt. Yeah. Because of this, and she's not going to get rid of her other sword. She's going to put uh, the, she's going to put Lumina on her back mm -hmm. and then have uh, is it resplendent. Resplendence. Resplendence uh, at her side. Um, and she's going to slip on the ring of protection, get the, vi get the uh, potions in a easily grabbed place. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> she's getting all of this. Uh, she looks down at the half leg and just goes, Looks like you picked the right person to follow for a story. He has a smile so big. <laughs> You're worried that his, if, if he had chapped lips, they would crack. <laughs> He's nodding up and down. He says, oh, yes, I have. <laughs> Mordekainen nods quietly. He says, very well. Good luck. As he waves his hands in 
a spell formation and you get this gut-wrenching feeling that you're being moved. Okay. Suddenly, the air around you is damp and it's colder. Uh, You realize you feel refreshed. Um, By the way, you benefit from a long rest. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I spent my spell already. (laughs) So you said long rest? Yes. Look at that long rest button. Mm Mm-hmm. Long rest. (laughs) Okay. Um, cool. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You're, you're feeling refreshed as uh, you stand and straighten yourself. You appear to be in a swamp. Uh, he call it the Swamp of Gilgar, so you can only assume you're there. Mm-hmm. That whatever teleport worked, it was on target. The area around you, it's... Uh, it's very... The, the roads themselves, the paths, seem to be thin. Um, about like not even wider than five feet. Uh, there's you hear this soft lap of water hitting the edge, and just in front of you, you actually notice uh, through this very thick fog, a decomposing human corpse with a satchel around its torso rests in a puddle of mud. Flies eat what little flesh is left off of its clean bones. Okay, is it uh is it nighttime? Uh, yes, it okay. is starting to get there. So you're you're having a little bit of trouble seeing, not just because of the fog, but also because it's pretty dark. Okay. Um, you do know that, thankfully, there is a full moon. <clears throat> so there is some brightness that you can kind of make out, but you're still going to need a light source. Um, when I saw Mordekainen have the rapier, was it giving off light or did it, was it just yes. noticeable? It gave off dim light in about 10 feet. So I will, uh, Tenna's going to draw Resplendence mm-hmm. and activate it. Perfect. Um, and with that light kind of held out like a lightsaber, mm-hmm. um, she's going to check out the body. Yeah. Um, go ahead and give me a uh, medicine check. Ooh, that's not bad. 18. Yeah. Um, kind of looking at this corpse, especially at the level it's been deca- decaying, um, you can tell that it's probably at least five days old. Hmm. Um, and kind of looking around, you also notice the satchel that is uh, slightly hanging off of it. Um, I'll uh, She'll take a look at this, the satchel. Inside, it appears to be a leather-bound journal. And a loaf of moldy bread as well. Mm. Um, okay, she'll take out the journal and take a look at it. All right. I like the idea that, like, Olas is just like, really? You're just going to, like, look at that? <laughs> yeah. If you look back at your halfling friend, he's kind of giving you a face of, like, ooh. <laughs> uh, there's, you're looking at the most recent uh, entry. Um, it goes like this. The Swamp of Gilgar. I have set out to explore the myths regarding the malicious hobgoblin warlord, Gilgar the Defiler, and his legion's campaign through these swamps in search of the lost mine in Vandelver. During my last visit to Candlekeep, I came across an aging grimoire describing events of Gilgar's time in the swamp. The grimoire explained that Gilgar the Defiler stumbled upon a coven of hags. Seeing their beauty and power, he grew obsessed and assaulted the hags with his legion in an attempt to subjugate them. He believed they would help him find the legendary lost mine and all the riches within. During his assault, Gilgar massacred the hags and laughed atop their mutilated corpses. Scholars claim a magical fogs filled the swamp after Gilgar defiled the corpses. 
and when the fog cleared, all the hobgoblins were found brutally slain and Gilgar was found dead, with his entrails shoved down his throat. It is believed that Gilgar the Defiler and his legion are cursed to wander the swamp as twisted undead creatures for all eternity. Whatever the truth is, I shall find it. And that was the last entry, as he is currently at the entrance of the swamp. Um, so Tenna read that out loud for Olas, um, <laughs> kind of beforehand, just saying, like, if you're going to be here and you mean something to it, you may as well know what's going on. Huh. He's like, well, that would make a little bit of sense. I mean, the Lost Mine, once it's been, well, now that it's been found, it's adventurers from all over have been coming through and trying to get what they can out of it. Huh. Interesting. Um, so with that, she's going to, she's going to keep the journal, mm-hmm. um, and start off into the swamp. There are what looks to be like three routes that you can take. Um, there's one to your left, to your right, and directly in front of you. Um, to the left, it appears that it immediately goes into this, uh, deep wood. Um, you can't see how far it goes because of the fog itself, um, to the right, it appears to be a, a little bit more of a thin wood, but uh, wood all the same. So it's still very dark in there. And forward, you notice uh, it seems to be going out over the deepest part of the waters. Um, now, uh, hags are fey, correct? They are. Um, I would like to use Hunter's Bane to do a survival check. Uh, so it says yes. you have advantage on uh, wisdom survival checks to track fey, uh, fiends, and undead. Um, as well as on intel- uh, intelligence ability checks to recall information about them. Perfect. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's do some survivaling. All right. So the way that this is going to work, um, you're going to choose what path you'd like to take, and then we're going to be doing that survival check. Okay. So with advantage because you are tracking Mercy. So uh, get give me the the three again. There's left, which goes into a very dark and dense wood. There's forward, which seems to be going out further into the water. And there's the right, which seems to be uh, a less dense of a wood, but still dark all the same. Um, I'll take the left, the one that's got the dense wood. All right. So go ahead and roll that nature check with advantage. So I won't take the five. I will take the 20. Cool. <laughs> um, and that's going to be a 23. All right. So as you're moving through this fog, um, you're moving slowly to make sure that you're not going to just bump into the water or a tree or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Yeah, um, she's uh, put resplendence away now. Okay. uh, Just because she doesn't want to be a walking point of light. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As you move forward, you notice that thick malformed trees block out nearly all moonlight across this path. The path itself is shrouded in complete darkness. Oh, good. That's always great for a human. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If, if I had made some concoctions, I might have been able to do some stuff, <laughs> but I uh, didn't have the right ingredients on me. Right. Um, so she's just going to keep going. Okay. Wait, she, uh, the Olas is a halfling, right? Yeah. Does he have dark vision? Nope. Oh, God. He's also bumbling around with you. I thought halflings had dark or low lighters. Oh, no. Ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we uh, we keep going. All right. You notice as you're walking, um, you hear the wind go through the trees. And uh, tell me, for no reason in particular, what's your passive perception? 
for no reason whatsoever. Mm -hmm. My favorite mm -hmm. question. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. My passive perception is a 13. All right. Um, at first, you believe it's the wind, but you your belief is immediately suspended when as soon as this... Oh, yeah, that's going to... This entire branch just swoops on oh, over Jesus. you, barely missing you by just about a foot. The Whomping Willow. <laughs> We're going to roll initiative. Okay. And I'm also going to mm. roll for Olos, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Oh, it's the same thing I rolled last time. <laughs> and what did you get? I got a 15. Ooh, Okay. All right, so Olos is actually going to go right after you. You're going to go first. Okay. Um, this tree is actually just to your right, about uh, 10 feet away from you. Okay, so it, it does it seem planted or does it seem like like root legs are coming up and it's going to move? It, root legs have come up. Um, it is now quite noisy as you're seeing dirt being sprayed everywhere as it unlatches itself from the ground. Okay, um, I'm going to use a cantrip called um, Mind Sliver. Ooh. This is from the, this is a yeah. UA one. Um, so you drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see within range. That target must make a intelligence saving throw. Okay. Let's see what that's got. Intelligence saving throw. Oh, that's totally not going to do much. It is... <laughs> Four. <laughs> um, okay, so it's going to take 1d6 of psychic damage, which is six. All nice. right. Um, your your game time may vary with success. Um, <laughs> and the other cool thing, so it takes uh, 1d6 of psychic damage, and the first time it makes a saving throw, before the end of your next turn, it must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the save. Ooh, so subtract a d4 from a saving throw? Yes. Nice. All right. And that was your. Oh, actually, sorry. I'm at fifth level. Yes. Um. So, so that actually 2D4. goes two d six. Two d six. So that takes two more damage. All right. So it's taking eight damage. Nice. Yeah. And what kind of damage was that? Uh, psychic. Cool. Awesome. Um. And how far away did you say it was? Ten feet. Um. Olas is right next to me, isn't he? Yes, he is. I won't. Eh, she won't move. <laughs> All right, Olos is right next to you. He goes right next to you. He immediately, not really too much in, in damage of that first swing as it was more like four feet above him. Mm -hmm. um, but he is going to uh, start playing on his loot um, and he's going to use his satirical song action. Okay. So this tree needs to make a saving throw and he makes it with disadvantage. Hey! And he nat failed instead of oh succeeding. My God, <laughs> so the tree manages Just like to fail. One one string on the loot snaps. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the tree failed. Oh, oh, the tree failed. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so uh he is going to deal some psychic damage. Ooh, four points of it. And he is going to have it have disadvantage on the next attack roll it takes before the end of its next turn. Okay. So he deals four. People are not going to believe that we're doing these rolls. I know. Like at all. <laughs> all right. So up next is the tree. <laughs> Awakened. Who'd yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the tree is going to attempt to hit you. Okay. 
um, is going to yeah, it's going to slam down, and ooh, that let's see, that's going to be seventeen. That does hit. All right, it brings its large like branch down and it just slams, knocking the air out of you, um, and it's going to deal quite a bit of damage here. Oh, good. Oh, that's 16 bludgeoning damage as it slams into you. Okay. Ow. Mm -hmm. That was its turn. It's back to you. Okay. Well, that that took quite a bit of my health. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. Okay. um, Is it... What size creature is this? This is a... I believe it's a... Huge. Oh, damn. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It is the size of a large tree. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, I have multi-attack. Hell yeah, I do. Nice. Um. All right. So she is going to uh, draw resplendence and attack. Very good. Um. Okay. It's first attack. Now, uh, do you have a light source around you? Resplendence. Resplendence. You're activating it. Yes. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you moved up um the five feet to get closer to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that's a uh, non-natural 20. Nice. Um, for the first attack. That will hit. Okay. And there's no... I'm not putting the, the thing on there yet. Um, so that is 13 points of damage. All and right. And then for my second attack, I'm going to drop the d20. Perfect. Uh, luckily, <laughs> I got a backup d20. <laughs> um, and that is going to be 17 to hit. Also hits. And that's a six to for damage. Six damage? All yeah. right. Dealing a ton of damage one turn. That was good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you move forward almost in front of Olos in a protective natural stance. And you thrust forward uh, with your rapier in a piercing damage? Uh, yes. Okay. Ooh, I got to pull out a calculator because I'm not that fast with maths. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask you to, to help, but, you know, can't really know those numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So that's, there we go. So you move forward with your rapier as you're piercing into it. And you're noticing the bark itself is almost taking the brunt of this damage. Um, it doesn't seem to be as clean as a, a slice into it as you normally would with, mm-hmm. you know, flesh. Yeah. So you can tell it's not dealing as much damage as it could be. Um, up next is Olos, he is going to, again, uh, use his satirical song and attempt to make it have a poor wisdom saving throw. So let's see if it'll work. Oh, no, it actually saved. And so he's actually uh, cursing through his song as uh, he continues, uh, hoping to inspire you. Okay. <laughs> um, up next is the tree. The tree is going to once again try to hit you. So let's see. Oof, that is going to be six. That is 19 to hit. Yep. Okay. So, Olos, as he said he was going to inspire you, um, he is going to target one creature within 60 feet of him and make them subtract a d6 from their ability check, attack, roll, or saving throw. Oh, thank God. So, Olos pretty much gives you the inspiration to dodge out of that roll faster. So, what, what, what do you got? So does a uh, 14 hit you? No. As you just barely dodge out of the way okay. as the 
the tree trunk, the the branch slams down to where you were. So she she rolls and kind of lands in that like crouched position with the rapier held out, and she just looks at the halfling. Thank you. <laughs> and he nods as he continues strumming furiously. Yeah. <laughs> Barding intensifies. <laughs> um, it is your turn. Okay. Um. So I may as well use this now. Uh, I'm going to amplify my blood curse. Uh-huh. It's something I can do once per short or long rest and for uh, lasts for one minute and can affect a creature regardless of its size. Cool. Um, at the end of its turn, uh, the cursed uh, creature can make another strength saving throw on a success. The curse ends. So you need, uh, it needs to make a strength saving throw, which I'm sure it's going to succeed. Well, let's find out. Yep. Ooh, it did. 22. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the good news is is that I've now used my curse on it. I've That's targeted true. it. Yeah. So I will get the bonus damage on the next thing. So that is going to be my turn. Perfect. All right. It is now Olos's turn. And he is going to, again, uh, sing satirically at it. So let's see if it will fail its saving throw. And it does. It got a nat one. Yes. So it's going to take d4 of psychic damage. And it got three. So it's going to be that and then has disadvantage on its next attack roll which is its turn now so it again kind of starts to turn slightly to get a better hit at you and it brings its other branch up and it's starting to bring it slowly down upon you let's see Ooh, i don't think that one hits um that's going to be an 11 uh no that does not as uh you notice whatever olos is doing is really turning it around it's not necessarily being able to go on its path that it wants to go just like how it was with the ruffians that you saw earlier that Mm -hmm. day perfect it is your turn um okay uh uh, tenna is going to attack it with resplendence Mm -hmm. um 17 to hit that hits all right and you're adding plus one to the damage, right? Yeah, I've already I've already got it calculated. In Perfect. Um, and so that's going to be 11 damage for the first one. All right. And then... Oh, sorry. Add three to that. 11, 12, 13, 14? Yeah, 14. Um, is that damage just on top of the piercing? Or yeah. is it magical of any sort? Um, it says when you target a creature with a blood curse, your next attack against the cursed creature deals an extra plus three damage. Okay, cool. So it's just on top of that piercing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that's a 19 on the die to hit. Ooh. So I'm assuming that one's going to hit. Yes, it does. All right. And that is going to be... Um, actually, whenever you turn it... Oh, your next attack. So this one doesn't have the plus three on it. Okay. Um, so this has this is going to be a 12 for damage. All on right. That one. She's just going and just stabbing where she can. Yeah. Um, and as you're picking at it, uh, you're thankful that this is a magical sword because you have a feeling that as you're just stabbing into this wood, it would break any other kind of sword. Oh, great. Um, it's still picking away. Chunks of bark is coming off with every stab. However, you're noticing that it's still fully holding on strong. Um oh, lovely. Olos is going to do the same song and dance he's been doing for the past uh, third. What is it? 15, 16 seconds now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to try to do a satirical song again. And it failed. It only got a seven wisdom save. So he's going to deal a D4 of damage. And he's going to... Oh, four damage. Nicely done, Olos. Um, and he's going to have disadvantage on his next attack. Which is against you. Hey, look at that. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> the tree's turn. He goes and he takes a large branch. And the branch, you completely dodge out of the way as uh, it only got a nine. Perfect. Um, okay. Um, 
Let's see, I think... Yeah, no. I don't want to blow any more... I don't want to blow any spells right now. Though I could do, have it do Mind Sliver again. Mm-hmm. Because that is a cantrip, right? It is, but... I mean... I'm getting pretty good in with the the blade, <laughs> so I think I'm just gonna. I've made it a hot line. Let's make it a hot song. Yeah. Um, nat twenty. Oh, nice. Oh God. Okay. Right. That, thank you, die. I love you. This is why you're my player, dice. Um, okay, so that's eighteen base. Mm-hmm. Um, with eight on top of it, so twenty six damage. Whew. All right. Oh wait, sorry. That uh, is nineteen. So that's. Um, what did I say? 19, so that's 27. 27. Yeah, because okay. I forgot the plus one for the the sword. Whew. All right. So oh, that's me... one attack. <laughs> yeah, it's still barely hanging on. You're noticing as you thrust resplendence into the bark that you seem to have connected into something. And so you pushed it down into it and you pulled back out and this large chunk of bark just came away. Hell yeah. um, and it almost seems like as if the sap itself seems to be oozing from that wound. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Next tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? No. I'm lucky. You're lucky too? <laughs> I took the lucky. So I. So for people to be like, what? Um, I took the variant human. Um, so I took lucky at first level and then alert at uh, fourth level. So it's I'm going to re-roll that one. Yeah. Yeah. I took it because I'm me. Um, okay. So that's going to be a uh, the, 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 the 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Um, that is uh, nine damage. However, I just realized I fucked up. Yeah? I told you too much damage for the crit. Oh, okay. Because I was still thinking when I crit the first time, that's when I had the blood right. Okay, okay. So take, I roll a five, take 11 off of that, unfortunately. Okay, that will, let me see. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cheap you on that one. 11. All right. Yeah, sorry about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So that is me. This amount <laughs> plus that amount that you just told me. Okay. So, all right, cool. So that's only going to be this. And so what's the damage you're dealing now? Um, oh, uh, that that damage was um, nine damage. Nine. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. So this thing, as you go in and you get your second stab in and you bring it out, um, it seems to be you're trying to wipe off the sap and it didn't quite go in as far as it did last time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Olos's turn as he's going to attempt to satirical song it once more. So let's see if it will fail. Ooh, I don't know if it will. Let's see. So it's going to be a Olos does a what was it? Wisdom save. Oh, no, it totally met it just barely. So. Olos does not get the satirical song off, so it will be swinging at you with regular roll. Okay. Let's see. And does a ooh, 21 hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I realized I could have gotten another attack at one point because my blood curse is a bonus action. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to hit you as uh, you're trying desperately to get the sap off your sword so you can hit at full power. And it's going to deal... Eight, uh, 12 bludgeoning damage as another whomps into you from Ooh, behind. Tenna's not doing good. Tenna's not doing oh. good. It is your turn, Tenna. 
Um, okay. The drinking uh, healing potion is, a, is an action, right? Yes. What's a, what's a greater healing potion do? Um, oh, gosh. I should have known this beforehand. 5d4 plus? Mm, I want to say 44 plus 4. You know what? That sounds right. You got D&D Beyond. Why don't you check it out? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was trying to, and then it didn't bring up the thing. Uh. The thing. <laughs> um, luckily, Greater Healing Potion is like a very easy thing to find on Google. It is 4D4 plus 4. I thought so. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, God. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, do I want to just use my action to heal and probably get hit for that much damage? Or just keep on attacking? Right. Um, she's just, she's going to keep attacking. Okay. Um, oh God. That is 14 to hit. 14 to hit. That hits. Oh my God. Awesome. Uh, 11 damage. And then for the second attack. Actually. Oh. So you barely make it through. You find a piece of bark that was ripped off from a previous attack and you find your purchase once more as you again feel it slightly take and you're like, okay, this is the one. And so you rip out one more time as an entire chunk of wood just comes out with it. And the entire tree itself seems to falter on that now very weak part of itself. And just like, just like as if you hit it with an ax, it starts to crumble and timbered down into itself <laughs> laying flat against the path i'd like to do that oh so just timber <laughs> she's yelling timber yeah you know he's a bard <laughs> and so the swamp goes eerily quiet but after a moment bugs start to come back mm-hmm. and everything seems to get back to its normal noise level she lets looks at you and is like are you all right <laughs> she lets out a harsh breath and puts uh resplendence away and she's gonna pop one of those healing potions and mm-hmm. fucking down that shit um all right so that's three five seven eight and so i got 12 i got uh, 12 hit points back. okay still not doing good but it's better than what i was at yes let's see i don't believe you. Olos doesn't know any spells. He's not that kind of bard. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> he hasn't got no healing word or anything like that? Come on, Olos. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at a stack Actually, block you know just what? to double check. Uh, she's going to down both of those. You're going to down both of them? Because I she took a lot of hits during she that. She really did, yeah. Okay, so that is 13 back. All right. Mm, D&D Beyond keeps trying to kill me. All right, I'm too I'm too health off of full, so All right. So you're you're nearly back there. Yeah. Okay. So the very dark wooded area around you now is once again calm, and you're hearing some groaning from the trees above you, but you do fully believe that this is just the wind at this point. Um, but you carry forward? Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, um, eventually you get out of the wood and you find yourself another forked path. Um, You could either go to the left or forward. Uh, The left seems to be like a cobbled uh, pathway, while forward just seems to be more of the same path that you're on. Um, Your choice of which way to go. Yeah, like there's actual cobblestone. Does it look 
ruined like or does it look up like upkept um it looks really old not like someone's been out here to sweep it in a while i'm gonna take that one and like to do another hunter's bane thing yeah for sure so go ahead and just roll a nature check with a uh, i mean sorry survival check with advantage uh it's gonna be an 18 definitely um you make it through the fog following the cobbled pathway uh, carefully as you go and the trail itself ends at a pool of water you see a submerged structure that nearly breaches the water's surface what do you do um is there any light coming from it no um it looks completely submerged and it doesn't seem like as if something's living in there right now um can you do a perception check to see if i notice anything about it certainly what the heck is my perception Okay. And while you're doing that, um, Olos will roll a history check to see if he recalls anything. This is the most 20s I've ever <laughs> rolled as a player in my life. Uh-huh. Th- this is unnatural. <laughs> this is an unnatural 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I got 23 on that. Um, you think you see the water move a little bit, but you're not sure if it's... No, no. It was definitely against the current that's kind of pushing it gently against the shore. So something is underwater hmm. but it's too dark and with it being water as well and swamp water at best without going physically inside you won't be able to really see it <laughs> tenna just for her own humor looks at the dwarf and considers him for a moment oh the, the halfling oh yeah the door yeah the halfling and then walks over and grabs a kind of large stone and just tosses it out into mm-hmm. the water um the stone, it splashes in the water and it uh, quickly sinks. Um, before too long, you, can, you can't really see where it goes. And nothing seems to happen of it. Okay. Um, Olos uh, got a 14 on his history check to think about this tower and see if he's heard of anything about it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's submerged at least. Yeah. Um, he recalls a legend about a powerful mage at least living in this region at one point um scholars believe the mage abandoned their tower after the foundation collapsed and the tower sunk into the soft soil beneath it but aside from that he can't tell you much about it Mm. anything could have moved in there does would tenna think that this would be a good place for a hag to hide Probably not. Hags aren't, especially green hags, um, aren't notorious for being able to breathe underwater. I thought they were. Mm, ah, they can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you understand they can go underwater, but... Um, because there's like no light or anything. like. Yeah. It doesn't look like anyone's been home for a very long time. And hags usually actively use whatever layer they're in. Did uh, did that survival check I did earlier point me towards here, or was it? Does it? Do I think? Does she think that it's elsewhere? Um, she made another one if you, if you need. I'm trying to consider. Uh, so essentially, because I kind of have to break meta into this for a moment. Mm-hmm. So this fog is so dense that this nature check is to make sure you're not getting lost. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I got you. Straight up. Um, You're actually not really sure exactly where to go from here because you're seeing these kind of tracks that could lead literally all across the swamp. You have a feeling this is kind of where she's at. Okay. This swamp in general. Okay. 
Um, as uh, you're here, you actually notice, especially with that perception check, as you uh, kind of start to turn, uh, you see someone seems to be standing halfway out of the water. Th that's that's okay. That's different. Um, it's a woman's figure. It's hard to make out because it's very dark mm -hmm. and the fog itself. Um, it's within like 60 feet or so of you. And the figure kind of like cocks its head at you. But otherwise doesn't do anything. Um, Tenna says to, uh, to Olas, how deep do you think that water is? Uh, deep enough for a tower? <laughs> but not shallow enough for someone to stand in it. Unless they've got magic? Ooh, or I've seen a rogue do it once or twice before. They seem to be able to move on water. That's very weird. <laughs> um, hmm. She's just going to watch this figure. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like, eventually after about 30 seconds or so, a particularly thick patch of fog crawls over the water, and once it disperses, the figure is gone as well. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Going into the water, like, doesn't seem like the best idea. Ooh, unless you can breathe underwater. Yeah. Olos would tell you. Um, I don't know what she's going to do here. Yeah, because, like, there's the water, which is not going to help at all. And there is there uh, is there a shore around this swamp? Can I, like, w can she, like, walk around it? Walking around the swamp? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hmm. From this vantage point, you can't see past any bit of water. Um, and if there was a shore, you're not sure if there if it's accessible because one, you can't hear the water that from that far away, and two, it's dark and the fog is obscuring your vision. Okay. Um I'm, I'm sorry, I'm checking out the concoction thing real quick. Here's mm -hmm. single concoction. Oh, after finishing a short or long rest. Okay. So I can't do that right now. Um, we can say if you like that you could have concocted something at when you first teleported or even in the magnificent mansion because that's technically at the end of a long rest. Oh, that's true. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she's, she'll take, uh, the concoction that she made from mm -hmm. the werewolf, uh, which was keen senses. Mm -hmm. Um, and it lasts for an hour. And, um, it's, uh, she has, uh, let's see, you gain advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. Okay. So, uh, she has advantage on checks to track, but now she also has advantages on hearing and smelling. Ooh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. So, uh, yeah, the, did you say that there was a shore? Uh, not that you can see, aside from what you're literally standing on. You can't see. Okay. Um, then I think she's just going to start walking around and seeing, kind of like surveying the area. Mm -hmm. um, aside from this, like, no wider than five foot path, um, there's not much around here that's available to really investigate. Well, then it's either go back the way she came. 
mm-hmm. or go into the water, but that does not. There's a woman out there, though. Hmm. She's not dumb enough to go into the water because that would put her at an, an absolute disadvantage. Plus, if that was the hag, the hag's seen her now, so it'll come to her. Yeah. So she's going to go back. Okay. Give me a nature check with advantage, please. Ooh, that's a, a 19. Okay, so you successfully find your way back to the dense uh, wood of trees there. Um, yeah. And so you can go back into that one, or you can go left. Yeah, I'll go the the other way I didn't take way. before. Okay, so go ahead and give me. Um, let's see. So you're heading that way. That away. That away. And you hear up in front of you. Um, are you moving quietly right now, or are you just moving? Yeah, I think she would be okay. moving quietly, especially after a fucking tree tried to kill yeah. her. Right, right, right. Um, uh, with thanks to your keen senses. Um, you actually hear this before it sees you. Um, you hear boots beat upon the ground in the muddy swamp as uh, a humanoid figure patrols the trail ahead. Um, she'll come to a stop and put a hand out to stop Olas as well. Mm-hmm. Olas kind of just immediately stops in his tracks and he kind of looks at you and he whispers, what is it? Movement. Oh, good. <laughs> as uh, he kind of like gently goes behind you directly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's going to watch this figure for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, you you eventually see this figure. They seem to almost be pacing. Um, they're moving forward through the mud, and as they get a little bit closer, you're noticing um, its sunken cheeks and its exposed, pretty much non-existent lips, uh, exposing its teeth. Mm. Um, it appears to be an undead hobgoblin. Interesting. As uh, this being is moving back and forth, uh, it seems to be just kind of pacing, not doing much. Okay. Um, what I would like to do is basically ready an action of uh, Blade Ward mm-hmm. and um, stealth up towards it. And then, like, as soon as, like, just before she's going to make her move or just, like, as it spots her at a distance, cast that and then go into it. So go ahead and give me a stealth check. Okay. I don't know if she's good at that. <laughs> um, she's okay. Olos has to make one as well. Oh. oh Olos did really well. He got 21. <sighs> To use luck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or not to use luck. Um, no, she's not going to for right now. Um, so she got a four. Okay. So I guess that blade ward is just going to go off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, as soon as you're noticed, um, this creature shouts out to you, Halt! In common. I, I've still casted the blade war. Yeah. And um, I just kind of. He stands there. This figure stands there uh, with a hand straight up in front of him. Um, almost like in a uh, stop what you're doing kind of position. Uh, Tennis just goes, it talks. And uh, uh, he says, Thrax does indeed talk. 
Are you willing to listen? Tenet is so confused. Like, he looks undead, right? Oh, yeah. Very. Has she encountered an undead that can speak outside of a lich? Um, some of them can. Uh, go ahead and give me a quick history check. Okay. Um, 11. Uh, you recall that those undead that uh, either... The, basically, any undead that aren't summoned as undead has a chance to understand and speak the languages that knew in life. Okay. This still seems a lot more than normal. Um, she uh, she says, Sure, I will listen. Uh, the, the undead hobgoblin, or as he referred to himself as Thrax, mm-hmm. um, nods. And he kind of relaxes. You see him that he was immediately in a attacking position. And then he kind of, eh, all right. He says, it's good to meet you. I, he kind of like seemed confused for a moment. And he says, uh, Thrax, I find an ally. Help me kill Mercy for what she did to my legion. The, just... Pure confusion on Olo's on is mirroring your exact look, <laughs> and she goes. So you, you're undead, correct? Forgive the bluntness. He looks down at himself, and kind of bites a couple times, like, and he's like, ah, yes. And you and want... He, you see him do the action, the movement of spitting on the ground, but nothing actually comes up. He says, that vile hag. You want to take down the hag, Mercy. Yes. And you want me and him, she points down, to help. Uh, if that is what it takes, yes. And you're not going to try and eat our brains. I only wish vengeance upon this mercy. Can I? I'm I'm gonna say a sentence that I never thought I would say. <laughs> I would like to incite the zombie. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Roll an insight check. That's an eighteen on the die. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a twenty-one. <laughs> this undead seems genuine. Uh, your I'm, understanding. Oh my god. It's. He seems like he's in a perpetual state of unsureness about his current state of being. However, one thing he is 100% sure is that he needs to take vengeance on this mercy. This is this is like the most perplexed I think this character has ever been despite only making her this today. But I, I oh my God, that is... In a very unsettling manner, um, the undead hobgoblin smiles at Tenna. Mm. And he says... Well, we nearly took care of her. We slaughtered her sisters. Almost one. But then she... And he again does the motion of spitting, but nothing comes out. (laughs) Did her vile hag tricks put us in the swamp? Nothing good. What happens after we kill her? Then Thrax shall rest. That actually kind of puts Tenna at ease. Like, her her shoulders relax a little bit. Olo's kind of says, 
are, are, are we sure we wish to help an undead? Especially, uh, recalling that journal that we found earlier. Mm. Do you know, did you kill anyone recently? Uh, he chomps, uh, at the air and he says, Some. They refused help. Mm. No ally of Thrax's is an enemy. Mm. Like I said, this Tenna is the curious one. Mm-hmm. Like she You're said, noticing his blade that he has upon him yeah. is dark. It is stained with probably a few years of blood worth. Tenna's going to look down at Olos and go, I think I am going to trust it. He like goes, oh, all right. He says, I'm with you, whatever you decide. And then she kind of says in a, in a quieter tone, and if he turns against us, I've killed many like him. All right. Then, yeah, that makes me comfortable. He kind of just looks at you and shrugs and nods. Um, and what, what was his name again? Thrax. Thrax. Um, she stands up straight and looks cross at the undead hop goblin and says, we will help you, Thrax. Thrax nods once sharply and he bites at the air again. And he says, Thrax shall join. As, uh, he puts his hand on his weapon and he stands and step beside you, almost eerily still as you don't move. And every step you take, he sticks one more further with you. You notice whatever you do, he's pretty much going to copy you as he's joined you on this quest. Okay. It's definitely the (laughs) most interesting group of uh, characters I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. Moving forward, there's another fork in the road in this small, like barely 10 foot wide path. Um, there were trees spouting out of the water on your left, um, and beyond them you see this path go over more and more water. And the path also splits off to the right, both going over water. It's your choice of which you would like to go to. Um, I, she's going to turn to th- uh, Thrax hmm. and say, do you know which way she is? He kind of gestures to the left and gestures to the right. Um, with his whole body mm-hmm. and he kind of bites at the air and he says vile swamp always lost hmm. no Lovely. idea um so what, what the it was left or right pretty much mm-hmm. uh what did the left look like uh the both paths are going over the open swamp water oh, okay um let's go right Okay, go ahead and give me a survival check with advantage as you're trying to find this fay. I will take the 12 and not the uh, 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to be uh, survival. That's going to be 15. All right. You're moving through the fog and you went right, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. You see, as you're moving forward... Um, you're getting onto this uh, small, it appears to be like a solid island in the middle of this swamp. And in the middle of it, you see a headless man. In red robes, he stands at attention. The large wooden staff bursting through their chest appears to be holding them up for now. Are they moving? No. Okay. 
I was about to say, I'm just like, I'm not getting another undead friend. <laughs> you hear Thrax beside you just... As he regards this. Um, Tenno will go, something to say, Thrax? He just says, not mine. <laughs> and she points out and goes, not your work either, I hope. And he shakes his head. Okay. Um... She'll keep walking towards it. I'd like to do perception check on it. Um, yeah. What exactly are you looking for? Um, just like anything about who the person was. Wait, you said they were in red? Mm-hmm. Like the people that was fucking with Olas earlier? No, no, red robes. Oh, red, red robes. Yes, sir. You want to give me a history check? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I somehow missed the robes part of that. Yes. Uh, no, Tenna has not dealt with them. Um, that's only a five. Hmm. No, but judging by their wardrobe, you can only assume they're some sort of uh, mage or spellcaster. Um, they don't have any armor upon them. Uh, you do see there is actually the head is completely ripped off. Oh, it is geez. at the base of the foot. At first, you thought this person was just hunched over, head leaned forward on this staff. Mm. But now you see the head is completely removed. Um, if she thinks they're a mage, she's going to check to see if they have a spell book or anything on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you do actually find a journal. And it's underneath the, the dead man's robes. Mm-hmm. And let me go ahead and pop over to the journal so I can show you what that says. Let's see. There we go. It says, uh, you look at the last entry. It says, at last, my lost, at long last, my worth is being recognized. I'll show them all that I am capable of finding the infant and bringing it back to our liege in Thay. Elaster better watch his back. I return with the prize. I'll be able to tear his head from his body and there'll be no one to stop me this time. She chuckles with the tearing the head from the body thing. Olos kind of says, oh, the irony. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, would she know of Thay? Uh, yeah, you recognize Thay as uh, you've been throughout Faerun, and they have been a uh, scourge, so to speak, throughout the major cities. Again, was trying not to make Geralt, but when she reads that, she goes, fuck. Mm-hmm. The head starts to move a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you what Trevor's reaction, like Trevor media reaction is like, ah, fuck, kill it, just stab it. <laughs> um, okay, so it starts moving. Um, the jaw itself seems to like stretch. Mm-hmm. The eyes completely stay shut. And the jaw moves and Olos's voice comes from it. Olos is startled by this. Mm-hmm. Thrax is not bothered. You hear a woman's voice. Well, no, you hear Olos's voice, yeah. sorry. But it's said in it's not in his tone. It's in a more feminine uplifting tone. But oddly through Olos's voice, which yeah. is very confusing. Yes. And this not Olos voice says, I see you've sided with that creature, huh? Ah, it's a pity. Do you respond? <laughs> Uh, can I do an arcana check? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an eight. So she's not going to know what that is. You have no idea how this is happening. Yeah. Um, but the not Olos voice continues and says, 
please view this uh, wonderful human here. This is what befalls those who threaten me. Olos, you can tell, is visibly bothered by this. Yeah. Um. And the jaw goes slack. Okay. Um. Just to be sure, she takes uh, resplendence just right through the head. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, turns to Olas and uh, Thrax and goes, well, I was right. She knows we're here. Mm-hmm. Thrax responds and Olos goes, super. That was, uh, mm, didn't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the sooner she's dead, the sooner she can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, so uh, Tenna is going to keep going. Okay, you have two paths to take. Oh, boy. You have the right path, and you have a path on the left. Uh, the right, you see just the edge of what appears to be a wooden bridge going kind of, uh, the start of it at least, going over the swampy waters. And to the left, uh, more just the path that's raised above the waters, just barely, that's going forward. She's heard enough fairy tales and know not to go over that bridge, so we're going to go the other way. <laughs> All right, go ahead and give me a survival check with advantage, please. Um, that was a 16. All right. Making your way through the fog. Making your way. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) As you move forward, you finally get onto a a large piece of dry land in this massive swamp. And moving forward, you notice that ahead of you, you see a massive giant skull that has been repurposed into a quaint home with a small mushroom garden and what looks to be like a fish pond out front. Well, that looks homey. Olo's kind of frowns at it and he says, yeah, maybe two would undead. And he says, oh, no offense. <laughs> Thrax completely <laughs> ignores him. I love this. Um, is there any light on in the house or anything like that? No. Okay. Um, well, I guess we're just going to... Go on up. She already knows we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she's going to say to the other two, uh, be ready for a fight because it's coming. And she's going to draw resplendence, but she's not going to light it. And Thrax, at that, at you drawing your weapon, draws his, and it's the sound of rust being removed from his blade. Mm-hmm. And he's just cracking his bones as he's preparing. Olo's kind of holds his loot still. <laughs> he's like, all right. After you. <laughs> uh, we we head forward. Okay. By the way, I know he's not a hobgoblin, but I'm picturing the immortal warrior from Sekido as, uh, uh. as Thrax. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you open the door? Um, can I do a perception check to hear? Certainly. It's still within the hour, so you have advantage. Um, that is... Uh, 17. You think you hear something, but it's not immediately within this next room. Well, inside. Um, uh, I would like to stealthily try the door. All right, yeah. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Her stealth is just not doing good tonight. (laughs) That's a nine. (laughs) Okay. So you try to open the door, but you find that it's wooden. It's slightly rotten. 
Um, and you not used to this door. You try to push it forward, realize, ah, you need to pull it up mm-hmm. and then push forward. Otherwise, it scrapes against the stones as it does just that. Mm-hmm. Um, making anyone who is inside aware of your entrance. Yeah. Luckily for you, no one's inside. Bones, however, and meat litter the kitchen floor near a staircase leading down. And in one corner of the room is a comfortable plush chair near a bookcase. There is also a a small table with uh, several meats upon it as well. Lovely. Is there any other ways out of here? Aside from the stairway? No. Okay. Uh, Did you say the stairs are going up or down? Down. Down. Um... We go down. Okay. As you go down further, you realize this is going into like the lower jaw of this once giant. This is cool. (laughs) (laughs) From here, your ears perk. You hear screaming. It seems to be coming from below you. Uh, Someone's shouting, Help! Help! Is is that someone to help? As It's a woman's voice. She's shouting. How do I do an Arcana Insight check? <laughs> <laughs> insight with intelligence. Mm. Okay, so that's going to be my... And this is just you barely going down the stairs. You're starting to hear it. Okay, so that's my proficiency bonus with Insight. Thank you, Jeremy Crawford, for doing that post that one day, because that's the best thing ever. <laughs> um, okay, so that is plus six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Um, 10. Now I'm rolling like Trevor. Now the, the, tre- the Trevor rolls are here. Um, You're trying to recall if this can be a trick, much like with the, the yeah. red mage user, the w- wizard of Fae. Yeah. Um, you're trying to recall if uh, um, someone has to actually be down there for that to work, or at least another being, a body maybe, but you um, can't recall anything specific. Uh, Tenna will tell the rest of them, stay on your guard. And we're going to go down. Um, they nod at you. Uh, well, Olos does. Thrax does nothing. Mm-hmm. As you go into this downstairs, there's not much in here. There's another table, uh, this time with an open journal. It appears to be uh, a lot of alchemy ingredients. You see a, uh, I forgot what it's called, a thread of garlic? It's... Braid. A braid oh, of garlic. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. what it's called. You see a braid of garlic, uh, several vials, uh, it seems like, of in-progress potions. Um, you see something that appears to be like a side snack on a table. And there's also a large bed and a chest. A drow infant with large adorable eyes and dimples coos, giggles, and rolls gently from side to side in the bed with the blue sheets. At the foot of the bed is the large wooden chest, and near is a desk covered with atoms. That's what I just described. Olos kind of says, Ooh, is that the kid? <laughs> um, if it's not, it's the smallest adult drow I've ever seen. Hmm. From here, you're easily able to make out the screams. Kind of grating on you the fact that someone's calling for help just beneath you. Um, Olos, do you need to do play your loot to do your magic? Uh, it certainly helps. I could always sling curses and such, what have you, if it doesn't. Uh, she goes, uh, nothing acapella? Well, I could. Um, 
pick up the child. Oh, oh I'm right. not leaving it here. Um, while he does that, I want uh, Tenna's going to go over and just check the chest real quick. Okay. Well, perceive it first. Okay. This is a hag and everything. Um, as you're moving around and Olos is trying to get around you to get to the other side of the bed, uh, the infant stops squirming around and it puts its hands up towards you. Almost like as if it's asking to be picked up. <laughs> she she looks at the infant and she goes, uh, I, I'm not that sort of person. Olos kind of looks at you and says, Mordecai kind of did say fate as uh, he picks up the child and the child almost seems to uh, start to whimper. Um, so I got a, uh, a 22 for perception on that just to see if there's any fucky about it. Um, nothing in particular looks fucky about it. Uh, <laughs> nothing in particular. Yeah. Um, however, you do notice that um, it the chest itself doesn't seem to be able to, there's no move to it. Almost like as if it's bolted down. There's no trap as well. If um, you were specifically yes, looking yes, for a trap, she, she's going to open it then. There is a ladder that reveals to downstairs, even further downstairs. And now the screams of help is coming very much clearly. And the sound of the chest opening, you hear someone say, Oh, thank God. Oh, are you. Can you help? I, the, the, the key is down here. Can I do one more of those insight checks? Sure. Oh my god! Fuck it. We're doing. We're doing the. We're doing the luck. <laughs> and I swear to God, die. You fuck me over. I'd be very upset. Okay, that is seventeen. Okay. The cries for help seem genuine. Okay. Um. Someone does sound like they're in major distress. I'm going to tell... So, um, Tenna will look at uh, at Olas and just go, Stay up here with the child. If you can do anything from up here, do it. Spell-wise. Oh. I'm going to look... And then she's going to look at Thrax and go, You're coming down with me. This whole time you now notice Thrax has been staring at the infant. And as soon as you say that, he just nods once. And just kind of looks over to you and walks with you. Okay. Uh, we go down. Okay. As you get down to the bottom of, of this ladder, the smell of pungent meat wafts through the dark, humid tunnel. Um, it's about... It curves off to the right, and it's only five feet wide. Barely enough for a single person to move through at a time. So you take the lead? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you move forward about like 40 feet or so. Um, the cries of help still puncturing the air as um, whoever's calling for help is literally just around the corner. And eventually you get to an area that opens up. Um, this, honestly, the best way to describe it looks like a meat preparation room. Oh, God. And... The interesting thing is that there's two holding cells. Uh, each cell has metal bars and they look to be locked as well. Um, you see a woman in one of the cells. Um, she's currently on her knees holding onto the bar. Uh, there's nothing shackling her or anything like that, but she is locked inside. 
and uh, she sees you immediately and says, oh, thank the gods, please. Uh, the, the, the key is right there. And she points to the table where you can see a lot of raw meat is there, along with several hmm, humanoid bones. Do I see a key? You certainly do. Um, and the woman appears to be crying as you pick up the key, right? Uh, so yeah, I, uh, so Tana's going to go over and pick up the key, but as she does, uh, she says, how long have you been here? She says, I don't know, two days? We were traveling, we got lost in this swamp, the fogs just kind of made it really difficult to try to leave. Who's we? Me and my, and she sighs and she looks at the table, husband. And she kind of like looks defeated. Yeah, I assume so. Um... What's your name? My name is Esme. Where is the hag? I don't know. She seems to be going in and out. And she like seems as if she remembers something. She's like, the child, is it okay? I saw it when she dragged me down here. Is it? Is it, it still alive? It's fine. As uh, you hear some cries coming from above you now. The kid. Mm-hmm. Olo's kind of shouts down as he hears you now being mm-hmm. talkative. He's like, the, the the child seems to be fussy. Um, just as you are, I've never really quite had experience with children either, but, you know, I'll do my best. Tenna says under her breath, I didn't say I didn't have experience with them. Um, and, um, yeah, she'll go unlock the door. Okay. Um, Esme appears to be very thankful Um, as you unlock the door and she immediately hugs you by the waist, barely able to stand, it seems. Um, (laughs) just lets her do that and then goes, can you fight? She shakes her head wearily as uh, she looks up at your companion behind you. And she lets out a scream Mm -hmm. as uh, she backs her way up behind and, um, closing the door. And she's like, now questioning her choice of her saviors. (laughs) He's fine. Thrax kind of just cocks his head at her. He wants the the hag dead, just like I do. Just like, and she considers the table for a moment, I assume you do. Um, She nods wordlessly. Um, She appears like she's literally frightened so much that she can't speak. Um, Let's see. Uh, So she closed the the door to the cell again. Um, It's not locked. Yeah, Tenno walks over and just goes, if you want to get out of here, we're your best chance. Trust me, an undead hobgoblin is not my choice companion, but he wants her dead as much as I do, so. If not more. She, <laughs> she, she looks back at him and goes, probably more. Thraxa bites at the air again. <laughs> and uh, she, you hear a whimper from the woman inside the cell, and she nods quietly and kind of approaches the door again, opening it. And she just kind of quietly stands there waiting for you to make a move all right um quick perception check on the room see if there's anything of use in here certainly go for it nope i'm just ready to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah from here it looks like whatever this room was for it was where this hag chopped up meat presumably humans and other humanoids and ate them cool not ate them. She she prepared the meat down here. Cool. You know she ate them up at the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go. Let's get out of here. Okay. Um. 
I'm gonna. Mm, I'm gonna go up first. Then, uh, what's her name? As Esme. Esme. Um, and then Thrax. Dude, that was very rude. <laughs> oh, I think you hit it on your watch. Oh, oh, I totally did. I pinged yep. it. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. That was an alarm to make sure you're still awake. Uh, Esme, right? Yes, Esme. All right. Olos, Thrax, and Esme. Cool. Yeah, so it's going to be me, Esme, and then Thrax. Okay. Um, and we go up. Okay. Um, you go up the ladder, and Olos is currently trying his best to hold this child, and the child is, like, very much pulling on his ears. <laughs> like... Like squeezing his rather like bulbous nose and uh, kind of just generally feeling Olos's face up. Mm-hmm. Olos is very much trying to keep him at arm's length, yet also cradling him so he doesn't just drop the kid. And he, when he sees you come up, he's like, "Oh, good. Oh, uh, oh!" And he sees the woman, mm-hmm. and um, the baby immediately, as it sees the woman, um, brings its hands out towards her, just and- like how it did with you. Um. I kind of looks at uh, Esme and goes, do you know this child? I've only saw it on the way down. Mm. She's human, by the way. Yeah, She yeah. has uh, long black hair, uh, however, dis- very disheveled. I'm trying to decide <laughs> what to do here. Um... Okay, I'm still like very suspicious of this woman, mm-hmm. but um, I I will tell uh, Olos, give her the child. Olos kind of like shrugs and he hands it to her, and and she uh, takes the baby. Uh, seems experienced with holding children, at least. Okay. Um, as uh, she immediately starts gently. Uh, moving up and down in a relaxing motion for a kid. As uh, she kind of looks down at it and looks up at you and says, okay. Well, this is far too easy. Something's about to go wrong. Let's get going. You leave the skull Mm -hmm. of the giant. And once again, the fog is thick. And it seems to almost be closing in just a little bit more than when you first came in. Um, so Tenna still has um, a resplendence drawn. She's going to activate it and have it shed light. Okay. Because, again, at this point, the hag knows where they are. Mm-hmm. There's no point in this. So you're moving forward. And uh, what did you get on the nature check? Oh, you haven't done the nature check. Okay, okay. Yeah. took out there. So uh, let's go. Uh, I'll take the 20 instead of the 16. 23. Okay. So from here, you had three paths that you can take. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you want to take the direct path that you just came from? Or did you want to take Yeah, I I would like to just follow the same route back as best I can. All right. So you move through the path and you come across the dead wizard again. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, there are two paths from here. Um, to the left, which appears to be a wooden bridge, and to your right, uh, or moving forward, which is where you came from. Yeah, going that way. Okay, another nature check, please. Oh, sorry. I keep saying nature. It's survival. Yeah, I, I, I know what yeah. you mean. Uh, that one is not as good, though. That one is a, is an 11. Okay. 
Um, as you're moving forward, um, the fog seems to entirely consume you as it surrounds you entirely. And I don't hear like an air siren, right? No, no, no. pyramid heads or anything coming out. <laughs> no. I'll fight him. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, as suddenly the sound of the child is gone. Fuck. Oh, see, that one wasn't even, I wasn't even on purpose. I just did that. <laughs> Um, um, and you find yourself in a small she, area with a decomposing body with a satchel upon it. Fuck. And there's only Thrax, Olos, and you. Fuck. Olos looks confused. He says, wait, how'd we end up here? As we, he looks around. We need to go back. And she's going to just start going back into the swamp. Um, You see a woman's figure in the darkness of the water uh just above the water just barely and a voice comes out from a bird that is on a branch and you hear her voice the woman's voice mm -hmm. esme's say you know i was hoping you were here to help i guess not oh well into the swamp you go and you hear echoes of laughter throughout the swamp around you. Where are you headed? You have three options. Forward, left, or right. Which way did they go last time? Left. That way. Survival check, please. Uh, that's going to be a 19. Okay. You find yourself pushing through the fog and getting into the very dense forest. Uh, completely dark, but with um, resplendence out. You can see just mm -hmm. ahead of you. Okay. Um, keep going. Mm -hmm. And you once again come across the fork in the road. Um, you, to the left, you remember is the wizard's tower, if you yeah. can get there. And then forward is where you met Thrax. Forward. Okay. Uh, that's a uh, 15. Okay. You make your way forward and pushing through the fog. Um, you see the trampled constant area that thrax was pacing in mm -hmm. thrax makes no note of this yeah as uh, he follows wordlessly behind you yeah she is she's on a, she's fucking hellbent she's mm -hmm. going um give me a perception check please uh is this hearing by any chance yes oh god fucking a um 15 actually that's not that bad <laughs> okay um you're hearing the what sounds like the splashing of water come from just your left. Um, it's a little bit far away, but thanks to your keen senses, you're able to sense it. Um, yeah, she'll turn to look at what it is. Um, currently, you can't see much through the um, dense underbrush that the trees are that are covering your view, essentially. But whatever it was uh, made some sort of splash. She'll... She'll call out for Esma. Mm -hmm. Is there any response? No. Okay. Then she's going to keep going. Did you want to go forward uh, to the left or to the right? Which way did I go before? You went to the right. The right it is. Okay. Give me a survival check. Um, That is... I'm having three, right? Yeah, 17. Okay. Uh, you managed to get over to... 
once again where you found the dead wizard. So this is where the last place we mm-hmm. were. And as you're moving past him, just trying to get forward, uh, you hear from that skull again, from the, the head, the decapitated head, in Olos's voice this time saying, oh, no, 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 no. You see, just like dear Gilgar, your fate is next. As Olos turns instinctively and he says, oh, no, Tenna. I'm going to, she's going to kick the head. Mm-hmm. Just, just into the water. Punt it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just good fucking form. Pow. <laughs> As uh, it completely satisfying plop into the water and sinks gently below it. Olos uh, points out what appears to be something moving in the distance. Uh, closing in on you. It's hard to tell what it is thanks to the fog. Thrax moves into a stance yeah, of preparing to fight. That's pretty much what Tenna does too, just ready. Okay. Um, we are going to roll initiative as you something bursts out through the fog. Um, it appears to be this wispy form and claws are just spread out from it. It has a legionnaire's helmet upon it as uh, it screams at you. You recognize it as a wraith. I was about to say, as a wraith. as a straight-up wraith. And just on its sides, in matching helms that don't have the, quite the decorative uh, pieces adorning it, um, you see two uh, purplish hazy figures also surrounding it. Oh, fuck. All right. Rolling initiative. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> All right. So there's going to be Thrax. There's Olos. And then there's the bad guys. And then there's Mod. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm Mod. <laughs> She's not getting around too fast these days. Hey, good thing I have four sets of metal dice. Yeah, you know. <laughs> good lord. All right. So this is Olos. This is Thrax. Uh, this will be, uh, let's see, Gilgar. And this will be his generals. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Let's see. Okay. So we I did that. I did that uh, the other week with it when I when I talked about the Arcanaloth. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, it's the Arcanaloth's turn," and then like nobody reacted. Went, yeah, "Yeah, we're gonna just keep going." Like I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they so, didn't remember either. <laughs> the neat thing is that I don't have to balance between like five different pages on my phone because I have these handy dandy cards that tell me everything. So nifty. <laughs> so it's handy. like it's like we should do a. Uh, DM's toolkit episode soon. <laughs> Probably at some oh point. Oh my god. Alright, so all I need up, honestly, is just Olos's stat block, which I do have. There he is. Okay, so, what did you get for initiative? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So, the specters are gonna go first, and then will be you. Mm-hmm. And then Olos. Then Thrax. And then the Wraith. Or Gilgar. Oh, okay. okay, good, good. <laughs> you you stay you stay down at the bottom of the mm-hmm. initiative. You rat bastard. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh god. Okay. I realized what I probably should have done was take a short rest. 
<laughs> after the tree instead of downing the two potions. But I'm not a player often, and I forget about things. Eh, it's fine. I also probably could have used my blood curse again, but I can't now. So it's let's fine. Go. It'll be great. Okay. So the Wraith inspectors are coming towards you, and the specters uh, flanking this Gilgar, apparently, um, move forward at once. Uh, both of them will go towards you. Let's see. Of course they will. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. They get within ten, well, five feet of you, and they immediately um, try to latch on. You so, bastards. Let's see if they will hit. Ooh, maybe. I don't think so. Well, a 15 hit. No. And then an eight will miss as well. <laughs> Fuck you. So both of these specters reach in and you immediately hop back, uh, avoiding their grabs as they try to go for you. Um, up next is you, Tenna. Um, um, the two specters are within five feet of you. Tenna has no intention of putting her blade away until that uh, hag's dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she is going to draw it across her hand and blood is going to light on fire. Oh yeah. And she is just going to fucking go to town on on uh, the first. Well, you're going to say the, the one that got an eight. She's going for that one first. Gotcha. Um, that is going to be a 15 to hit. All right. Um, that will, oh gosh, where's my cards here? That will hit. Go for it. All right. So that is going to be 12 damage. Five of that is fire. Okay. Thank you. I will need a little bit of separation. Yes. It's all magical. Everything's magical. 12 damage and then five of that fire. Yes. Uh, and then, so it's. Okay. It's it's still living. Oh, yeah. It's still moving around. Okay. We're going to... It screams into your face. Ooh, I don't think that one's going to hit the 11. That will not hit. I didn't think I was going to hit. As uh, you bring your sword through, but it appears to literally incorporate through that movement. So you completely dodge it. Lovely. That's one of the best. That's going to be my turn. Okay. Olos is going to try to back you up, and he's going to use a satirical song. You're going to back him up with that big booty. Yeah. Um, <gasps> oh, my God. He's one of the booty boys. No one gets that except me. No <laughs> no one. Stay tuned after the show, and you might find out about a place where you can learn about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the specter is going to try to have a wisdom save. And let's see. 12 does not make it, so it's going to take some damage. Hell, yeah. Uh, three psychic damage. So there we go. Fuck your psych. Um, it doesn't have any resistance to psychic, does it? No, it doesn't. Perfect. Okay. Aha! So, um, and it's going to have disadvantage on its next attack roll as Olos curses it. Uh, you, your mother I like smelled. The, yeah, I like the idea that Olos was just like, get fucked. <laughs> as, uh, oh, wait, you can't because you did. That's the insult. There you go. Um, as uh, Olos tries to keep his, keeping back in this fight. Up next, uh, someone who isn't trying to keep back from the fight. Thrax moves steadily forward, um, ignoring the two specters that have flanked you, essentially. Um, or at least they're in front of you. And he's going it. straight towards the uh, wraith. As uh, he's going to try to slash at it with his now, long sword. Um, oh, well, she doesn't quite know. That. Well, well, player knowledge. That's the, the, the wraith is part of his legion. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. And as he moves forward, you see him holding out a sword and he takes a knee and brings the sword directly into the ground in front of him. Oh, God damn it. And he says, my general, 
And he bites into the air and cracks his neck, essentially doing nothing. Um, I uh, So Tenna is immediately going to, to yell out, your general has turned against you and is with mercy now. Up next is Gilgar himself. Um, through a wailing cry, you hear just surrounding you, lies, as it surrounds you, like that entire sound. Mm-hmm. And you hear in the distance a slight woman's laugh as uh, the wraith moves immediately past Thrax and goes straight towards you. Damn it, Thrax. And uh, it's also going to try to latch onto you. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. So that is going to be quite a bit of damage here. Fuck. Let's see. Where's that calculator? <laughs> Words you never want to hear your DM say. Ooh. Okay. So that is going Stop to be. Stop making these sounds. <laughs> Just curious. What's your max health? My max? Yeah. 39? Okay. It's dealing 32 points of damage at you. And. Wait, I'm not done yet. I need you to make a con saving throw. Oh. I don't think 10 is long for this world. <laughs> oh, God. Hang on. I gotta get to my saves. 12? Okay. You feel it as it latches onto you. It almost reaches through your armor and directly into your being. And you feel it almost try to drag something out of you, but you just kind of hold on and you keep it to yourself, burying your teeth against it as the cold hand brings itself out of you. It is now the specter's turn as they are going to try to do what it just tried. <laughs> Uh, actually, you know what? One is going to go for Olos. Hang on, hang on. I was trying to hold on to my spells, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but fuck that, dude. Yeah. Hellish rebuke. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, I need a deck saving throw. Okay. Oh, that's a beautiful, uh, 11. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it, <laughs> fuck that shit. Um, all right. Okay. I can't cast a higher level. Okay, that is uh, 12 points of fire damage. All right. So, yeah, it goes in to grab, and when it's trying to pull it out, I hellish rebuke it away. The fire erupts pretty much just surrounding it entirely, and you're seeing the fire wrap around its wispy tendrils, essentially, but not finding anything much to purchase upon. Uh, you could tell that the fire did not do too much. Mm. So the specters, one is going after you and one is going after Olos. Let's see. Um, will a 14 hit you? No, it will not. Fuck that thing. And then Olos uh, will get hit, actually. Oh, God damn it. So he is taking... Let's see. Six, seven. And ooh, there's a 12. Um, 12 necrotic damage, and he also needs to make a con saving throw. And he just barely made it, as he takes 12 necrotic damage against his chest as well. Fucking A. Okay. 
Um, up next, Thrax, who stands and he pulls his sword and he looks at you. And he looks at his general. And then he kind of cocks his neck around and he starts running towards you. Um, I'm going to yell, he will not help you fight Mercy. As uh, he brings his sword up to you and misses as you parry onto it and you get this moment where it's sword to sword and he says, his goal is to kill her just like mine. As uh, he snarls and uh, this wonderful whiff of undead breath gets into your face. I will pull it. I will go in closer and go, then why is he trying to kill me? (laughs) And he kind of snarls at you with just breath open. And he says, because you are living. As um, he steps back from you. You appear to be surrounded. Up next is uh, let's see, Gilgar, as uh, he once again lets out a terrible screech, um, and he is going to attempt to hit you again. Oh, boy, believe he will miss. However, with a fifteen, just barely. Okay, as uh, he attempts to reach in, and you back away from that moment of face to face with Thrax, and you dodge out of the way of his hand. Up next are the specters' turn. Uh, once again, they're going to re- try to reach you. Wait, did I not get to go? Uh, you were after the specters initially, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. How about you and Olos go? Because okay. I didn't get either of you guys. Okay. Look at me, one DMing. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna attack the the specter that I attacked first time. Yeah. Twelve. Uh, uh, that will hit. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, so that is uh uh god, 18 damage total. Mm-hmm. 5 of that is fire. Okay. That's 13. Oh, perfect. Okay. So as you pierce through with this rapier with resplendence, uh this specter seems to almost burst, dissipate. Uh, you hear the echo of a scream almost surrounding you as uh, the the actual helm itself clanks to the floor, uh, completely rusted and gone as it literally crumbles to dust in front of you. That specter's gone. There is now the one attacking Olos and the wraith in front of you, along with Thrax, you know. Um, Tenna is going to attack the wraith. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's over 20. Oh, yeah. That'll hit this time. <laughs> okay. So that is 14 damage. Four of that is fire. Okay. So let's see. Okay. So you plunge your rapier in, and a little bit of the wisp follows it as you take it out. Um you are hurting it, definitely, but the fire, again, seems to be doing not as much as it can't find anything to purchase and really deal damage. Okay. And then Olos will once again try to handle situation, and he will... I would really love for him to. ...have the Wraith uh, this time do the wisdom save. Ooh, and the Wraith failed, as it only got a 12. So it's going to take a d4 of psychic damage, and it's going to have disadvantage on its next attack. Sweet. 
But that, that specter still might take me out. That specter is currently on Olos. Oh, God. As, um, let's see. Going back up, it's going to be, because I missed you guys. Yeah. It's going to be the specters and then you guys again. Okay. So the specter is going to try to take down Olos. Let's see. Oh, and he missed entirely. Um, he only got a, Jesus, like a seven. Sweet. Missed. Uh, Olos doing his thing and dancing around the specter, trying not to get hit or touched. Um, up next job. is Tenna again. Okay. Um, Tenna's going to go for the wraith. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Gilgar. first attack is a... Why did they go away from that? Why was I so foolish? <laughs> uh, that's a 15 to hit. That'll hit. Sweet. Okay. So that is... 13 damage, four of it fire. And mm. then... God, I'm sitting here just like, come on, give me one more trick, damn it. Uh, that one's uh, higher, so it will also hit. Mm. That is 12 damage, five of it fire. Whew, okay. Um, could you do me a favor and tell me the damage separate? Like, entirely. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I see. Um, so that one is... Uh, that's seven... Piercing damage, mm -hmm. five fire damage. Thank you. That makes my life easier. Sorry about that. It's okay. All right. So now it's Olos's turn. Um, he will try to hit the specter that is attempting to murder him. Stop trying to murder him. Um, the specter totally failed its wisdom save because it only got a six. So it's taking a D4 of psychic damage as he uh, dodges around him and claims he can't keep up. Um, so he's taking two points of psychic damage and has the specter also has disadvantage on his nest attack sweet up next is thrax um thrax brings his sword back around and he's trying to try to hit you again Ooh, and i think he misses um there he is yeah he's going to only get a 13 yeah it's not gonna hit mm -hmm. and then he's going to try again with his long sword Oof, and I think that one will. That's going to be a 16. Um, oh, no, because of the Ring of Protection. Hey, look at that. All right. Oh, thank you, Mordekainen. <laughs> <laughs> so fate seems to be shielding you as you literally block the first one and you notice this Thrax. He is incredibly fast for his being undead as he moves around and brings the longsword around again. Um, however... Your ring literally seems to pull you around to parry it Love without it. you knowing. Um, and you're glad for it. Yeah. Um, up next is Gilgar. Gilgar is once again going to essentially flank with Thrax as he's going to bring his hand to you. He has disadvantage thanks to Olos. Um, ooh, he will take the seven. <laughs> he's going to miss entirely. Okay. Um, up next is going to be the Spectre. The specter is going to try to hit Olos once again. Get rid of that yeah. pesky. He's got disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, ooh, not good rolls for disadvantage. He's going to take the 18 instead of the 19 on the dice. Fuck. And he's going to hit Olos. Um, so he's going to deal some necrotic damage, and Olos will have to make a con save. Let's see. Okay, thankfully it was only five necrotic. <laughs> so let's see. Olos has taken 17 points of damage, but he has to make a con save. Okay, he got 18, so he's still fine. He can still heal that up. Um, up next is Tenna. Um, you're seeing the specter 
viciously trying to grab into Olos. And that last one did kind of pull him apart a little bit. But he looks back up and he's still continuing to play. Okay. Uh, I, I got to take out the Wraith. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That one went off the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did I get? Can't see. It's dark down Don't there. Don't know. <laughs> All right. There's that 20. Hey, There's right. that 20. <laughs> okay. This is the good die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this time it is with all the dice. Yes. It's base 19. <laughs> um, and that is seven on top of it, so 26. Is that straight piercing or is that with the fire? Okay, so that would be 12 of that is fire. Okay, so there's 12 fire. Out of 27. Did I say 27? Yeah, 27. 27. Okay, what is... That's uh, 15. 15 damage? Thank you. (laughs) Okay, let me do some math real quick. Ooh, very close. Okay, you're noticing the tendrils and the wispiness of this wraith seems to almost be getting smaller and smaller as it's uh, starting to almost nearly consume itself. Um it's so, getting to the brink of being let, handled. Let's, let's get it there. That is cocked. Oh my god! Did you do it? You did it again! <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, cool. <laughs> Whew. Okay, that, um, that, that, so that's what that feels like. Nice. Hey, Wiz, Wiz, that's what that feels like. <laughs> For listeners, the first time Wiz ever played one of my games, the first two rolls she made were two attacks, and they were both 20s. And she's like, is that good? (laughs) Okay. Nicely done. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Without the fire damage, Uh that would be 8 plus 5, so that's 13. Perfect. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, no, that's right. 8 plus 5 is 13 plus 3, so that's 16. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to be 11 fire damage. Cool. So, <laughs> awesome. So, once again, l- the sword lighting up in its as you bring yourself back, ready to lunge forward as you duck underneath one of its hands and you go up and you bring it all the way up and you can feel it clang against the helmet as you bring it up through its metaphorical head. Mm-hmm. And the helmet itself starts to fall upon your blade as the wraith explodes almost in a... Just ethereal moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the specter screams as the wraith itself lets out this terrible cry. Um, and you almost get this sense of peace just washing over you and the swamp itself. And almost feel this uh, metaphysical sigh go through you. Good um, turn. So as <laughs> as that wraith explodes around Tenna... Mm-hmm. She's going to, like, hold her blade down and look at Thrax and just level a gaze and goes, are we still going to do this? He's screaming at you. Uh, Almost constantly now. He seems to be either lost in his madness or in vengeance that a hobgoblin can have. Guess that's a yes. (laughs) So, Olos. Um, He shouts off, Good job, Tenna, as he continues to dance around the specter. And uh, he needs the specter to make a wisdom save. The the, the specter totally got a crit. So the specter is fine. I also just realized that I think I fucked up on something on my character. I'm going to go fix it. Okay. Anything pertinent to right now? 
Um, yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, oh, wait, no. Yeah, no, dueling. Oh, yeah, no. Sorry, I had the right one. Never You're mind. good? Ignore me. You're good. Okay. So then the specter's saved, so he's not going to be doing much problem there. Um, up next is Thrax, who is screaming and hell-bent on taking you down. So he's going to come at you with his longsword. And he's going to hit with an 18. Fuck. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's going to deal. Oh, wait. Actually, hang on. Um, hmm. I'm checking. The, does luck work on the... Whenever you make an attack roll or a village check or saving throw, you can spend one to roll an additional d20. You can um, choose to spend luck to... after. Oh, no, I can't. Speaking but, of luck, your friendly halfling uh, notices how down and hurt you are. And he... Um, Demands that that man, essentially, uh, he does the distracting cords ability that he did earlier with the oh. tree. So hopefully he'll get enough to make it so he misses you. Oh, God. All right. So that's actually going to be a 14 to hit. Yeah. No, that doesn't. Oh, my God. So immediately Thrax, um, as soon as the discordant cord just rings out, Thrax immediately stumbles a little bit and completely whiffs against you. But he's going to turn around and try to hit you again. And he's only going to get a 14. Oh, God. Thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Holy shit. Timmy, you got five health, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> um, the Spectre's turn. He's going to try to hit Olos once again. Um, and he is going to miss. Yes, he will with only a 13. Whew. Olos is hanging in there, too. Um, Tenna, it is your turn. You have Thrax beside you and the Spectre left. Yeah, we're, 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 we're going on old Thraxy boy. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so that is 13 piercing and 3 fire. Whew. Okay, so, hey, fun fact with this guy, you don't have to separate the fire. Oh, hey, okay. okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> As you bring your sword around and you, this time you're going against this undead that's been following you casually around for the past like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go through and the fire finds purchase with this white. Um, you see it catch onto the leather armor that it's wearing and uh, it does a lot of damage. So you said it was how much? 13 you said? Uh, 13 piercing mm-hmm. and then three fire. Okay. Wonderful. Going uh, for my next Thrax attack. Thrax does not like that. Keep going. Um, that is 15 to hit. That will hit. Okay, then if I don't have to add them all together, or if I can add them all together, yep. that's just 13. All right. Very good. Um, Thrax looks singed. The bones themselves seem to be uh, brittle as you're piercing through and definitely taking advantage of this um up next is going to be olos olos is going to try to keep this specter from taking him down oh the specter completely failed he only got a three wisdom save so he's taking four psychic damage max on that so he is taking there and then he has disadvantage on his next attack against olos okay um it is thrax's turn as Thrax recovers and he comes up, uh, bringing from the down strike up oh, um, his long sword. Oh, God. And he threatens to hit, but Olos once again will use his reaction to try to save you. 
and he will succeed as he only gets a 14 oh to hit. The 14's a good number. Yeah. 14's a good number. <laughs> um, and he's going to, again, the arm gets seems to almost be shoved aside in that hit, and so he's going to scream out in anger and bring it back over and around against you. So for his second attack, um, that's only going to be a 15. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, she just blocks it with respondents. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, let's see, the specter's turn. The specter is going to try to hit Olos, try to take... Little guy down with disadvantage, however, and he crit fails. Sorry, that sounded like I was going to say crit, it'll get hit. No, it's crit fail um, with disadvantage. It was either that or an 18 on the dice. (laughs) Olos did good. Okay, up next is Tenna. We're going against Thrax. Oh, that, no, rolled two. Oh, no, that will not hit. But I rolled a 20 then. (laughs) Hey, all right. This is insane. <laughs> okay, so go These ahead. These are my favorite dice ever. <laughs> Roll your damage out. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so that's uh, base 19. Uh, and then it's going to be... Yeah, that was cocked. It was, it was like on an 8, but I'm like, nah, it's cocked. That's cocked. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Got a 1 instead. Uh, all right, so that's going to be 19, uh, 26 damage total. You bring your sword and it goes completely through Thrax. And as you plunge it in and just dive it in just a little bit more, Thrax just bites at the air directly in front of you until his eyes go completely dead. And he slumps against your sword. And as you bring so, it out... So, I pull, uh, so uh, Tenna like pulls it out and then just flourishes and whips his head off. Oh, yeah. The undead head just completely flies off and it lands solidly with his helm and all in the ground mud next to you. And he finally gets his rest where he's been pacing for the past few years. Oh, that's good. good. That's <laughs> real good. Uh, but yeah, so that that was my second attack. So I, I, uh, I cannot uh, help Olos right now. <laughs> Olos um, will attempt to do what he's been doing well. Um, he is going to, let's see. Uh, this rapier seems to be... Yeah, he, he finally sees that you're doing well, and he kind of, like, nods at you to give an understanding of, okay. And uh, he once again asks for the specter to give me a wisdom save, and it only gave me a five, so he's going to take some psychic damage. One psychic damage, but you know what? It's there. We're, we're adding up. Um, but it will have disadvantage on its next attack. Speaking of, it is its turn. So it's going to continue trying to wail on Olos here. Um with disadvantage, it is only going to <laughs> it's only gonna get a nine and it will miss. Tenna. It is just the Spectre now. I'm going for it. That's a seventeen on the die. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot. That hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that is um eight piercing and four fire. Eight piercing and four fire? Yep. Alright. Let's see. And then Ooh, it's that time of night where I just can't do simple math. <laughs> Let's see, nine, eight. Okay, cool. Wonderful. All right. you, no, you're noticing next. the the wisp is starting to get very small, and it's starting to scream a little louder. Uh, that's an 18 to hit. That will hit. Uh, that is 10 piercing and one... Or, oh, no, sorry. I did that backwards. That is uh, six piercing and five fire. Okay, cool. Um, as you bring your rapier around and the fire itself just completely envelops the the specter itself and 
the last of the screams is halted and it almost seems to be ringing in your ear as the silence is almost overwhelming. And that's when you notice, you didn't notice during all the screaming before, but the laughter never stopped. The woman's voice is still in the distance. Which way? It seems to be coming from all around you. Fuck. <laughs> I, look, I look down at, uh, at Olas and uh, Antenna just goes, he can't do any healing. <laughs> Olaf shakes his head and he says, no, I wish. Oh. As he kind of like looks down at his chest and uh, it, there's a large purple bruise uh, yeah. forming where that specter hit him several times in a row. Ten is sure that she's got a similar one. Mm-hmm. And as you move forward, you feel your chest ache from the, the bruise itself. Uh, Ten's, Ten will say, if you don't keep going, I'll understand, but I need to go. I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Do, you can count on me. Oh, that poor child. Huh. I'm with you. Then let's go. Mm-hmm. And she's going to start moving as best she can. Uh, where are you going? Um, um, you have three directions from here. You can either move uh, forward, back the way you came, or... Uh, which w- Or across the bridge, right? Yeah. I'm going towards, uh, going forward. Okay. Like I did the last time. Survival check. I'll take the 14 and not the 1. Uh, mm-hmm. That's 17. Okay. So you move forward. You're going through the fog, and it's so dense that you can barely see more than 10 feet ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you are moving low, but you see the fishing pond, so you know you're right next to the skull. You hear a voice from directly nearly in front of you, and she says, You know, I thought with him gone, I'd be able to have some peace. I guess not. And you hear something being put on the ground. And you hear some slight cooing from the ground as well. Maybe perhaps a baby. And a woman comes into view. She, if I get to describe her. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Descriptions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. Let's see. Where is it? Apologies. <laughs> oh, it's like, how dare you, Allie? Jesus. <laughs> All right. So. You see a, what could be described as a captivating and vibrant woman in front of you. Uh, she has bewitching glowing emerald green eyes, and she has adorned herself with a black pointed hat and elegant ebony robes trimmed with an elaborate scarlet lace. The child is just behind her, um, hanging out in the mushroom garden. It seems to enjoy the softness <laughs> just, of the just fungi. Like walk, just kind of stumbling around and just like, eh. Mm-hmm. Is enjoying the softness of the fungi around him. Um, this woman, you can only assume to be Mercy. And she sighs and she says, let's get this over with. As uh, she appears to be getting into a stance to fight. Um, Tana, resplendent still flaming next to her, um, looks at Mercy and goes, What are you, what is all of this? Why why are you doing this? What is that child? Why were these wraiths here and why did you say that it was going to bring you peace? Um she frowns deeply at you and her eyes quickly flicker over to the child as uh, she takes a step to the right almost guarding it from you. 
And um, she says, I don't know who the infant is. All I know that she's destined for great purpose. Whether it's good or evil, I can't say, but I have to see what I can do to raise them good. As uh, she continues, like, you almost see her itching to cast a spell as she's eyeing you carefully. And, she and what said, about the rates? She, like, sighs and she says, Gilgar, the defiler. He killed my sisters. He laughed as he danced upon their corpses. I didn't just curse this swamp, I cursed me as well. As long as he lived, I was trapped here. And then she kind of just quickly glanced again towards the kid and said, I couldn't leave here while he was still around. Now I can find a safe place for this child. But you, Hunter, you won't let me take this child, will you? Tenna shakes her head. How can I trust you? How can I trust you to save this child? One that is so full of fight and anger. Uh, Tenna has a small smirk, maybe Mercy doesn't even notice. And she says, well, if she's like that, then she'll find good company with me. I can, I know how that sort of life is. Give me a persuasion check. So I'm going to use my last luck point. <laughs> and it got a two instead of a one. Okay. Thanks for nothing, luck. All right. You know, Olos from behind you will say, Mercy, if you don't mind me saying, perhaps it's fate, destiny, that we're here, that we killed what cursed you. Roll with advantage as Olos is helping you. No. Mm-mm. No. She shakes her head and says, I'm afraid not. As she looks you up and down and says, No, you're hurt enough. As she runs towards you, we're going to roll initiative. Oh, fucking A. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> let's see he's only at that amount of health still she's at this amount of health (laughs) oh goodness okay all right what did you get 18 18 and what did they get olos got a 17 and what did she get she got ah 19 Okay, so it's going to be Mercy, then it's going to be Tana, and that's going to be Olos. Mercy, she goes first. Um, she is going to cast Vicious Mockery at you. Fucking A. I need you to give me, I believe it's a Christmas save. I gotta look at, I gotta look at things. Let's see. It's a Wisdom Saving Throw, please. That's a 19 on the die. Woo! Yeah, you totally save against it. Um, 
as you push her thoughts down to your the just your complete subconscious so you don't even hear it as uh, she runs towards you. Um, it is your turn. Here we go. That's um, a non-natural. Oh, that's a 21, actually. Oh, that'll hit. Yeah. Um, do I need to split up damage? Um, no. Okay, that is 14 damage. Nice. Ugh, that's a 12 to hit. No. Yeah, I so. um, even though she's wearing only a simple cloth dress, yeah. you see as you literally get a direct hit on her that your sword doesn't pierce her skin. She is a hag. Yeah. Um, up next is Olos. He's going to do what she just tried to do, and he's going to have her do a wisdom save. And she's actually going to fail. She only got a s- eight. So she's going to take a D4 psychic and have disadvantage on her next attack, which is four damage. So let's see. And so she has disadvantage on her next attack, which is now. As her hands seem to elongate yeah. and intense claws seem to grow inten- incredibly fast from her hand. As she comes at you. Thankfully with disadvantage. Ooh, really thankfully with disadvantage. That's only going to be a 10. That was her turn. <laughs> Let me make it sure. Yours. Let me make sure that. Oh yeah, no, the blood curse. Yeah, it's only one. Okay, yeah, no. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Attacker. Oh god, no. That's a three on the die. No. That's a one. Fuck oh, me. Oh gosh. Running. Okay. Yeah. No. Both of you trade essentially blows of not quite hitting exactly where you need to go. As uh, she swipes and you dodge the left and as you come in with your rapier of resplendence, um, she again kind of dodges underneath it and comes up and to the left she sidesteps. Um, Olos is going to continue spewing um, (laughs) curse words at her in attempts that she will continue being thrown off. She only rolled a eight again on her save, so he's still dealing D4 of damage. Two damage. And... She has disadvantage on her attack. Okay. As uh, she goes in and goes to for a hit, only getting a 13. No, okay. God, as Olo's continually just trying to get her with his discordant cords, just making sure that she doesn't hit you at all for whatever cost. Up next is you, okay. Tenna. Okay, that's, a, that's an 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay, okay. Um, that is, uh, 11 damage. No, uh, 12 damage. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And that's a one. Ooh. And they're all coming back now. They're like, oh, you, you fucking, he you crit? cashed in all your fucking shit. <laughs> We're leaving you on the fucking mm-hmm. curb. So you get a good hit in. Uh, you finally managed to get past her really tough natural skin as uh, it goes through but then you try to go back and she blocks it with her claw literally and sparks almost fly from it Um, up next is Olos Olos is continuously flailing insults at her and wow she only got a 12 Um, does that be Olos let's find out you know this is why I write things on Indus cards usually Mm -hmm. Wow, no, it does not. So oh, he God, has a 14. Um, so she will take another D4. Oh, God, there's just so many just, they're like, she's mocking Three. her, and she's missing, and I'm missing. And oh, my God. And then she's going to be coming at you with disadvantage on her next attack okay. of claws. Okay. She, 
you gotta love it when you roll a two and an 18 oh. <laughs> and so she misses again as um as you hear him behind you you almost feel inspired to just hop back out of the way as uh, she comes at you with her claws and she seems to almost just just hiss at you as she's charging full force at you all right tenna look, look, look at me die oh gosh look at me <laughs> you're looking at me with a 20 <laughs> You just, you do some rolling, you, mm-hmm. you bounce around a bit, mm-hmm. you just get right back here. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, that's a 19. That's close okay, enough. That's okay. close enough. That's close enough. <laughs> that's close enough. Okay. You won't knock it. <laughs> I won't knock it. I won't knock it. Oh, oh, that's not bad either. That is, that is 17 damage. Ooh, all right. I need to get my calculator out for that one. <laughs> okay, while you do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my next attack. All right, go for it. Come on, come on. Uh, 16 that does not hit as once again she grabs the sword with her claw and you yank it out of her hand but not even blood comes from it and the fire itself doesn't even seem to bother her (laughs) Olos is playing furiously like Miguel from Rodel Dorado I am am so far on the edge of my seat right now (laughs) this is way more intense when there's just you. you and I, like, I can't, I can't fucking look at Spencer and be like, fucking do it. It's just, oh my God. Okay. She got a 13, which again fails. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Um, and this D4 is going to be three points of psychic damage. Oh my and God. she has disadvantage on her attack as she's coming back to hit you oh again. Oh my God. Ooh. Oh. That's not good. Oh okay. So... She came in, and it's going to be, let's see. There's no way I'm making that yeah, out of no. this. 17 to hit. That, that, that hit. That needs. Mm-hmm. However, you know who has one last chance. Oh, God. <laughs> Olos, again. My Walter. boy! <laughs> My big booty boy! <laughs> 15 hit you? No! <laughs> So you see Olaf's big bottom immediately grab you and actually pull you back oh. as you immediately just get out of what would have been what you feel like would have been a lethal strike. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been. So up next is you. Okay, come on. We we just we I know we just talked, <laughs> but I just I just want to let you know that I appreciate you and and you're just you're just so good. <laughs> just just be good. That's a 20! Oh my god! That's a 20! <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I believed in you! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Very that's cool. 19 base damage. Woo! All right. Uh, you know, I rolled two ones and I don't care. It's 21 damage. <laughs> Holy shit. Woo! Okay. As you bring your rapier, just... And it actually goes all the way through her gut and she grabs it. And she grabs onto your sword as you yank it back out of her. The flames start to purchase upon her and she just like snarls at you. You have your other attack. No! Ah! No! It fell. Oh no! Both down! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna grab the other one down here. Okay. I'm back. Okay. 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 Here we go. That's 17 on the die. Okay, that'll hit. All right, so that is 11 damage. Oh, my God. As she holds onto the blade, as you rip it out, 
Um, I look like the fucking Ewoks to... listening to, to C-3PO right now. I'm just like, oh, is Luke going to make it? She coughs out a spurt of blood as she goes to strike again, strike you again. But you bring up the sword and straight into the throat. Ugh! And the flame seems to almost just go from the inside. And she has a little bit of smoke coming out of her mouth as you yank it back out. And she falls onto her knees. And she looks towards the child. And she reaches out to it as she falls towards it. And she's dead. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, fucking A. So. (laughs) Okay, so. Tenna stands there. And she reaches back. She takes that uh, coin purse of ten gold. And tosses it to Olas. <laughs> <laughs> Olas grabs it out of the air and he kind of looks out and says, thanks. No, As he's breathing you. heavily. And around you, you notice the fog start to dissipate. As it seems to almost coalesce together. Thicker at first, but it seems to almost start seeping directly into Mercy's body itself. You're noticing it's going directly into her mouth. And as it goes further and further in, the fog around you dissipates more and more until eventually she's absorbed whatever spell she accidentally cast a long time ago. And you can now see around you. Um, Tenna walks over and picks up the child. The child immediately brings its hands up to you. <laughs> it's so precious. Grabbing for you. Yeah, she she picks up the, the child. Um. It coos at you gently. She's going to look, uh, she's going to walk into the house and see if Esma's still alive. You're finding no trace of Esma anywhere. Hmm. Am I doing, uh, can she, uh, she, would it be right to assume that she was the, the yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You rightly assume that Esme was, uh... Fuck you, Dice, I was right! Mercy the the entire time. Fuck you. Oh, never mind, you're nice. You rolled the 20. You good. You good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So, drow, infant in hand, you now have the ability to leave the swamp. Um, I tend to will stop and hand off the child for a little bit, take some essence from <laughs> the, the hag and then from the wraith. <laughs> yeah! I mean, she's still going to do what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna leave. Okay. Well, you are a blood hunter, feared by even the most vile monstrosities throughout Faerun. Today, however, your fate and that of this small infant girl are eternally bound. By the way, as, as this, like, thing is going on... Mm-hmm. Um, Tenna's going to take off um, that necklace and she's going to put it around the kid. And um, she's going to say, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you came from, but for right now, you're no one. And that's okay. Only you can decide what happens next. Your choices alone keep the balance in check, such as the burden of life as a blood hunter. And that's the end of the supplement. <laughs> Fuck me running. Oh my god. 
You made that by the end of your seat there. I Holy had shit. Five health. <laughs> From after that crit, I had five health. Yeah, and you legitimately took down all of those creatures oh with Olos's help. Yeah, no, Olas Olas is the the fucking MVP. <laughs> He's 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 the real man. You tossed a coin to your bard. I tossed a coin to my bard, man. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, fuck the Witcher, man. I, yeah. I tossed a coin to that bard. <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, let's let's uh, reflect oh, real man. quick. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So 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 you know we said before the episode what this yeah. is and whatnot, but so this was provided to us by Anthony Joyce. This just came out mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, and we got it ahead of time. Thank you again, Anthony, for that. Yeah. Um, so you read through this and we, I, I asked if we wanted to put it on a show, if I read through it and we knew what was going on, but we did this blind. Like you, yeah. you read through it. I had no idea what was going on into it. And I am so glad because <laughs> this had some fucking good plot shit in it. Oh yeah. No, there are the DM so, screens going down. There are so many paths that could have happened. And I'm just revealing to him the different creatures that are available. Oh, shit. Um, Holy shit. What the fuck? I'm not going to say any of these because I don't want to spoil it for you all. Yeah. What? So. Oh, this is so me. This is not a good audio podcast with me just <laughs> looking at things and um, going, There are what? so many different paths that that uh, Trevor could have taken as a player. And the entire this entirely encapsulates the concept of that exploration pillar. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting that many options in all of this. Not to mention Fuck exploration, but also like the social aspect of it. There were so many opportunities for him to take one route and go a completely different way. Jesus. Not just physically, but also just his choices. And so it was so cool to do this supplement and it was something and a half that was like the fact that it was meant for a single class and tailored to it was really neat. Man, that was, that was something else. Mm -hmm. I, I had a shitload of fun with that. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I, I, so I, I, oh my God, my mic. Sorry. Um, my, I used the the new Blood Hunter, which I really liked. They're really that cool. Was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that extra stuff, like I know we didn't get to use a lot of the 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 extra stuff that he did, the concoctions. But what a fucking cool idea! Oh yeah. And especially like, since it's not like it's not intensive. Mm-hmm. It's just you you roll to see how it is and whatnot. And you roll to see if you can do it. Yeah. Um, and. Um, the the part that we missed because we we skipped over was that uh, the way that you make it is uh, you have to have the at the right essence you mm-hmm. have to spend a you have to give up a certain amount of hit dice which yeah. I guess you then get back when you drink it um yeah when you drink it it comes back yeah. to you um and then uh, similar to kind of like doesn't the Witcher do that where it's like I don't know I might be thinking about a different thing but then you got to give up a certain amount of gold and yeah. I it's great I think that is fan freaking tastic mm-hmm. but man this this adventure was awesome the artwork oh yeah the the, the characters also like just the freaking little things like mentioning fendelver uh, having it set in fandolin yeah um having fucking mordecane in it. <laughs> um, yeah and then um and then god what was the other one someone else mentioned something else oh candle keep just yep. in the journal entry just th- yep there's candle keep yeah it this adventure felt so in world to me. Mm-hmm. 
that it, it, I never had that question. I was like, oh, what fantasy world am I playing? I'm like, no, I know this is D and D. Even though also that um, the Blood Hunter isn't a naturally <laughs> finding like Faerun class. Yeah, it felt natural to it. Like it definitely said, oh yeah, no, you find the Blood Hunters, they're a known thing. Like there's no like, oh yeah, and then also here's a Blood Hunter entering the scene. It felt like a Blood Hunter was nat- like native to Faerun. That man, that this was. Like, I, I, I will say, like, I understand what you said now, because you did say beforehand, like, it's kind of open-ended. Mm-hmm. And it totally is. Like, th- this was yeah. this was the first episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. It, and yeah. there's a lot more that can happen. But I love that because it's a great jumping off point. Yeah. The cool thing about it is that there's an entire page essentially dedicated to what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, they allude to spoiler free. Okay. Um, they allude to like who could possibly be the infant. It doesn't tell you who it says who could possibly be it. But you could also choose just mm-hmm. for your own personal plot reasons. Um, it also suggests like, oh, hey, there's also potential bad guys that will come out of this much like in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like you got this kid now, obviously from like, for example, the, that red wizard was very clearly looking for the kid. Yeah. So there's like enemies abound coming for you now. Um, like, I, I would love to see Anthony do another one of these, like a sequel to yeah. it, which would be, which would be really crazy when you think about it. Cause there's not really like sequels yeah. and adventures. Uh, he literally writes, uh, this adventure was designed as a pilot to test new design techniques for adventures developed around a specific class. At the time of publication, his sequel is not confirmed. However, below are story hooks. So possibly, considering how successful this has been too so far, I think it's already An- done really well. Anthony, you do another one of these, we'll, we'll do another episode. This oh, is fantastic. Yeah. No, this was amazing. So, I loved it. So I, I, I will add in here. Um, so the the Black River thing, I'm, I'm telling you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm it's telling us for the such honest. a cool detail. I love it. <laughs> so uh, one of my players at the bookstore, um, she's been playing a character since the first time she came, like, not last November, but like 2018 November. Yeah. Um, and it was a drow woman named no one of the black river. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know what that means. It's just what it, that's just a name I came up with. And for some reason, when I was making this character today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have her be of the black river too. And by the way, I've kind of built out in my head what that means now. <laughs> and, uh, may- maybe I'll share that at a future point. Oh yeah. Um, but that's why when you said that it was a drow, baby mm-hmm. i was like you know what i'm gonna throw that in just because i think that's cool <laughs> so um so yeah that, that that one for this one is no one. Oh yeah but uh yeah i think at the end of it i, I highly recommend this 10 out of 10 we'll play again yes 100 percent. literally uh i'm gonna play it again with spencer hell yeah <laughs> um so hope we didn't I mean, spoil it for spencer <laughs> just oh, spencer don't listen he's definitely gonna take a different path <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is our DMs Guild Spotlight. Uh, it's on DMs Guild right now. Uh, Anthony Joyce made it. It is called The Blood Hunter, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just freaking cool. And again, it's got some of the best artwork and everything. I saw the prices thing. I don't remember what it was exactly right now, but I just saw it and went, that, that is, that's amazing. That's a great price. You should just do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, quick shout out to like some of the people that worked on it too. Oh Yeah. Uh, Anthony Joyce, obviously, he was the lead designer editing. Uh, Justice Arman, Gordon McAlpin, uh, they helped edit it out. And let's see, the oh, the cover colorist, so Rebecca McConnell. So there's a lot of people that worked on this, and all of them were just totally awesome in this. Um, so huge shout out to all those people. You did awesome. Fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't have an episode and. <laughs> 
<laughs> do a champion's loot. Yeah. So you've waited two hours and 58 minutes. <laughs> um, so uh, this week's champion's loot, again, download Idle Champions, mm-hmm. get a free chest on us. Oh, yeah. Uh, show us what you got. Post the, take a screenshot, send it to us on Twitter. Uh, so this week's uh, code is W-A-R-K-F-L-I-M-Y-E-L-P. So go get a go get a free chest on us, and uh, you know, show us what you got. Oh, how fun! <laughs> um, uh, I I have something, but do you 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 got anything else you want you want to talk about there at the end? Uh, no, go feel free. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I guess this is dungeon keeping. I don't know. Um, so I announced uh, a new podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, me and my friends uh, Kyle St. James and Alex, uh, we are starting a podcast called I'm Gonna Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. It's crazy. It's just meant to be a uh, couple friends hanging out, making jokes, and um, just having a good time. Uh, but uh, our first episode is going to go up on March 3rd at 7 a.m. I don't know, sometime. But it's going to be up on March 3rd. Um, so uh, you can, I, I would love it if as many people as possible just send in just crazy, stupid questions to us. The examples I put up on Twitter earlier is, what does Zebra like Cheerios? <laughs> or what's your top 10 favorite, uh, what's your top 10 most hated movies that TBS would play on repeat during the early 2000s? Ah. Just absolute insane questions, and we'll, we'll have some fun answering them and just making dumb jokes. Uh, you can send those into I'm going to email at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, it rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chad, Chad Michael Ennis from Respot, uh, he, uh, he's just like, good job on the branding because we have a, because our, our stuff is I'm going to podcast. Our emails, I'm gonna email at gmail.com. <laughs> our Twitter account is I'm gonna tweet. And then our Instagram is I'm gonna gram. Oh my god. <laughs> so we we got the theme going. Uh but yeah, so yeah, you know, maybe listen to me some more. I don't know. Uh but that's all I got. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. I can't recommend this supplement enough, uh, from both the perspective of the DM and the player. Like DM wise, you have everything you need in this one little book. Um you honestly could run this entire thing just with the supplement you don't even need a player's handbook that's amazing yeah okay well that is gonna do it for this very long episode of difficulty (laughs) class hope you guys enjoyed it if you want to hear more of us doing like one-on-one adventures or anything like that let us know sending us an email Send us an email, tweet at us do something there Mm -hmm. let us know um if you did enjoy this one uh Please leave us a review. Uh, let people know that this was one that you enjoyed and that, you know, they can get to it and they can just listen all the time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, leave a review um, and tell your friends about it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Difficulty Class and on Instagram at Difficulty Podcast. You can send in questions and comments and suggestions and all the things if you just want to talk to us to difficultyclass at gmail.com. We might talk about it on the show or we might just email you back and uh, talk to you about things uh, like I did with uh, with Henry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah. Uh, until next time. Fucking don't get killed in with five health left for like thirty <laughs> minutes and just and just just hold on, just talk to your dice, just be nice to them.